as we had left off last week here. Let me get this here. Sirenscape going. Because we actually got... Oh, that's turned up way too high. Turn that down, but also keep it going. We had made our way through the portal. Dream gate. Uh, the second of the gateways in Alstata's ring we've been able to open with the help of the Ekajai. That was surprisingly loud. Inside, we found an entire coven of hags who were less than receptive to our presence. And Pro probably on account of the immediate violence we reacted yeah. to their presence with. Yeah. I mean, they also reacted with immediate violence to your credit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was not a... It was a two-way street of immediate violence. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I did call her ma'am, and that didn't do anything. Yeah, so I wrong feel time like of the month. At that point. <laughs> they had their full moon do their rituals properly. That's it, yeah. So, uh... I feel pretty had, haggard after the experience. We had just... Which are you talking about? ...defeated this coven here. <laughs> in the furthest chambers of this... Well, wherever it was this portal took us to. This kind of interdimensional intermediary rift. We'd seen something similar back in Hunter's Gate, though it was much plainer, much simpler, much more brief. And as the last of the hags, a night hag, riding a flaming nightmare steed, simply left, realizing this was not a winning battle, and the strange bone skeleton scorpion bat thing man also just disappeared. The chamber fell back to the strange, magical, near silence. Um, I, I, I have a few, few questions about what just occurred. Does it have anything to do with your propensity for trying to shake hands with a giant bone scorpion? Well, I was trying to negotiate it with it, but everything I said just seemed to make it more angry. Perhaps it's best not to talk to demons. But if you don't talk to them, how do you make deals with them? It's not a good idea to make deals with demons. Not in the middle of a battle. But, but, I wonder where it went. Uh, do not Probably know. to the same place that that nightmare went and took away its hag rider. But, but, but getting back to, to my original point, what are you? I mean, you look like a dwarf. You smell like a dwarf that's had a lot of alcohol, but... <laughs> You... Or like a dwarf, you mean? Yes, exactly. Well, keep in mind, um, I'm still semi-passed out from the previous fight, so I just kind of lean up at you and just like, oh, like it's, unless you're bringing me breakfast, I really am not feeling like in the answering type of... Talk, talk to me, Axe, that I just put in front of me and go back to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Roshina will go up and start poking the axe. Hey, we have questions. Um, should we feed him? <laughs> I don't think the axe the actually axe? talks. No, yeah, I'm not talking about the axe. I'm talking about the dwarf. I don't think we need to feed the dwarf. Yeah, the, the, the axe either. I think it's got, I guess, plenty of blood over there. And speaking of that... It's a that, very messy eater. What is <laughs> yeah. it with you and blood? It's not my idea. What do you mean it's not your idea? It's Milani's curse. She's the bloody rose that grows out of the street, watered from the blood of tyrants. That's literally what her symbol is. This is entirely her fault. Please do not. You think I enjoy smelling of gore everywhere I go? No, but I have found some very nice herbal perfumes that I think are going to go. <laughs> that are going to go a long way toward dulling that. I do not think you will understand what a curse is. 
No, I I do. I mean, I'm willing to give it a try. I have four brothers. That is a good point. Oof. Uh, Roisin actually <laughs> still looks really haggard. Like, she actually literally looks, she's kind of slumping and kind of like staggering a bit as she moves around. Um, You know what, actually, Marshall? I think you have the right of it. And she'll just kind of sit down next to you and just kind of lean on your shoulder a little bit. You guys are both resting on the corpse of this massive Jotun hag that I mean, you killed we're both, we're both semi-bloody, I would say. You know, it's Bloody. a good thing that hag bodies don't necessarily rot. I'm just assuming that. Because the first one he came across wasn't really rotting at all, so I'm just going to kind of hope it works that way. At least for the current future. It's... How are we going to get these bodies out of here? How do you smell the difference? Difference between a what? A rotting oh. body and a not rotting body? It's no. very clear. A rotting hag and a not rotting hag. They it's, the same, it's the same principle. Really? Yeah, they, they don't smell bad. I mean, you see that girl in front, you can barely tell she was dead at all. Yeah, there's something weird about that. What? I wonder if we can figure out what actually happened here. Uh, maybe. I mean, we'd have to look around a bit, but... Uh, well, we hmm. did kill the people that have the answer, so... Well, it's well, possible they might have some personal effects. I mean, depending on what they did to get that bony creature demon here, if they died before they dismissed it, it could still be around. Tried biscuits. I mean, those things, I mean, they just teleported right out of here, so... <laughs> Well, keep in mind, he went invisible before. Maybe I can see him again. Uh, I'm going to cast see invisibility and okay. start looking around. As you uh, cast that and look around the room, you, other than the initial touch of magic, you don't see really anything that appears to have changed in here. No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going around. Like, the whole well, place. I wouldn't leave the room yet. We well, haven't actually explored all but, this. We should but, probably touch these guys up first. I, but, but don't we want to go... Uh, what if I go back this way? Uh, well, I, I, we've could, never, yeah. We haven't been to, the, to the, the room in the bottom yet. It could be any sort of manner of, pro of trouble down there. Let's... let's. But, uh, you, you, you don't... Okay, I guess I'll wait. But I'm really well, curious. We don't want to keep exploring if we're still injured. Is everybody looking after that fight? Well, I was down to one health, but now I'm not at one health. And uh, you I'm guys are both looking up and kind of... Uh, she's not bad, actually. We're looking she, a little... I mean, she, we're a little rough, but I'm not as bad as the tree fight. Uh, she took one hit in the shoulder, and that was it. Because for some reason, Buddy really had all their attention. <laughs> so. Really? Uh, I, I, you it's one good looks. You know. I'm like, I'm yeah. guarding. I've got the spell up. I'm protected. And they're like, no, I'm just not going to hit you. Have fun with all that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yeah. tripping me, horse! <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, only took a couple of pokes. Um, I, I don't look too bad. I still have a yeah. little healing magic left if you need it. Well, we wait around here. You know, I've actually got quite... Uh, uh, quite a blessing here. I could, uh, if we stayed maybe 20 minutes or so, I could fix myself and one other up pretty good. Um, I might have, uh, Milani still gives me some blessings. Um, perhaps I shouldn't be greedy with them. Um, I, I have a little bit if, if anyone's seriously hurt. Krasach. Oh! Perk you right up. I'll just go ahead and drink oh, that my puts last three, uh, minor elixirs. Okay. Uh, nine, nine, and 24 is, uh, 33. I, that might just do it. I have another seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm back at full. Hey, I, have, there we I go. have another seven uh, of the D6s, the, the lesser healing potions. I forget what they're called. Tiny potion shots. Tiny potion shots. I'll take them. Thank you. Sure. You can have the rest of them. So is the group of you. I feel well rested. They're a combination of uh, some of Roisin's magic, buddies, prayers, and uh, just regular this huge tics. pile of tiny tinctures that Resme carries around now. Uh, resting up in this main chamber, 
you do see a couple of things as you're sitting here, because this, this is a, far from a completely barren room. Uh, even disregarding the tiny colored points of light all throughout the ceilings and the top of the walls that are dimly illuminating the, the chamber, the south and the north walls of this exit... Is there an exit version of an, an atrium or an antechamber? I guess you could go um, out of an atrium, so atrium... Or wherever the door is. I don't know. Um, atrium isn't an... Uh, antechamber is what I was thinking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Post-it chamber. <laughs> you would see uh, the southern side, these four seats drawn up around a fairly decently sized, probably five foot around iron cauldron set in the middle of them, still filled with something. While the table against the northern wall of the chamber is spread with a variety of tomes and books that all appear pretty well ancient and esoteric. Oh, I'm going there. Why in the world would they have four chairs, I wonder? Uh, if we're sitting, probably. Oh, but there's only three of them. Four if you count the dead oh, one. Only the hags, right? There was, I mean, there's probably the chairs were here before the hags were, weren't they? Right, but, 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 but. I'm just going to wander oh, to the cauldron. Oh, it's possible. It's possible, I suppose. Has it got anything good in it, Marshal? I take a good old whiff of it. What do I smell? Uh, and in that cauldron there, as you smell that, it doesn't actually have any real overwhelming odor of anything. Uh, it smells like very slightly almost of a sour tar, but the liquid appears to, it, it, visual distinction anyway, look pretty thin. Oh. So oh. the, the broom is not exactly bright, so. He kind of smells like some sour goop to me. I, I, I can't really tell you. I don't think I should taste it, though. I'd... It's probably for best. Let me taste <laughs> it and see what it is. Do you have a alchemy kit? Yeah. Okay, though. Well, I have a full alchemy lab. Oh, yeah. Test it, not thing. taste it. Yes. I was, I was very confused for a second. So I you want to do it for yourself? I too, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll just start pulling out things from my <laughs> alchemy, or from my alchemy, from my uh, bag of holding, setting out some mortars, alembics, like the, the whole, a full lab. You're telling me so you carry that around man. that all the time? You don't have to take yes. up your entire living room with the stuff. He's got it right in that little bag right there. Well, exactly. I have mine in my bag too now. The entire setup? Of course. Goodness gracious. It's always good to weave. So, come in handy often, does it? Horn. Yeah. <laughs> in odd occasions like this, yes. As he starts, fair point. As he starts working on that, trying to figure out what exactly is in this cauldron here, uh, Resman, the northern side of the room, could see that there is a pretty decent, uh, again, spread of these strange tomes. And several of them actually share one second. They share one second. Uh, would share a similar emblem on the cover, which is, it almost looks like a skeletal hand, just printed straight on, surrounded by strange sigils. It doesn't look like magic writing or even language even that you recognize so much as glyphs. It may relate to something, but give me a knowledge religion. Uh, that's going to be a 14. Uh, with a 14, you actually would not... You would recognize that this is seems almost like a 
Bible or a religious tome of some kind, but not to whom this skeletal hand could possibly relate. Uh, pulling through further, many of the depictions of the skeletal hand on the covers of the books have the back of the uh, the bones of the palm on the back replaced with an opened eye, almost like a symbol of a rodent, but hmm. rounder. Can you come here for a sec? I have to. Please. Well, it's not you'd make me walk up the hill again. You sure do get grumpy after a fight. Milani is constantly calling for blood, and when she gets a taste of it, she wants more. It doesn't matter if there's none left. I. It wears on me. I'm not really sure what that means. I'll explain it to you someday. What do we got? <laughs> you seem to know a lot about hags for some reason. Uh, do yes. you recognize this symbol? Uh, let's find out. Uh, so that's a uh, religion of uh, 25. All right, I got to pronounce this name. Uh, you would recognize the symbol as being of a lesser deity, a uh, woman named Mahathala. Mahathala? Mahathala. Mahathala. Mahathala sounds right. Mahathala. 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 Streams are canceled. Nuff it. Oh, I'm just it's right over. <laughs> Say her name, Squid. Uh, Say it three times. She'll right away appear. Mahathala <laughs> is uh, one of the powers that went down eons ago to claim hell alongside Asmodeus. <laughs> Though not technically a devil lord herself. Uh, the specifics of her worship, you don't know really that much about, but you have a pile of tomes marked with her emblem that you are positive would tell you more were you particularly interested. Uh, deity of the Lower Plains uh, went down uh, along with Asmodeus, tried to claim the place. Uh, likely, uh, is, she, is she the one that's like not really that evil per se. She just lives down there. Kinda, yeah. Um, she is similar to Asmodeus in that she's lawful evil. Like she is evil, but she has rules. The the, the lawful side of her is much more predominant, and okay. much more direct. She does not like like puppy kickingly evil. She's not a demon lord. <laughs> Step one, how to properly kick puppies. No. <laughs> uh, at least have, you know, I said, oh. oh. Well, it's just, uh, it's, it seems as though there's uh, quite a bit of text here regarding this. Uh, I'm not sure if these hags were particularly adherents of the cult or if they were just uh, looking for likely people to keep cut deals with who would keep them. Hmm. Did the books look touched recently, or are they? Are they yeah, like, they actually look like they've been they've fairly been okay. like they, they're well used. These are not like new condition okay. ancient tomes well, here, but they also they look like, like uh, some of them are even open okay. on the table. Uh, the hags were clearly, or if not the hags, whoever was here previously. What's the book written in? Uh, they would actually. I'm sorry. Is the book written in Taldane? <laughs> I'll start with that. You only know one language. I only know one language. Oh baby. She's what from the kind of a Pathfinder character are you that only knows one language? Someone from American? the hinterlands who doesn't ever got an education. Yeah, um, American. America. I would say at least some of them, at least several, would be written largely in Taldane, uh, or some 
root of Taldane similar enough that you could glean a general understanding from it. They're not all, like, millennia-old books here, and some of them do are written in perfectly plain tongue that you can understand. It's like Shakespearean English versus Exactly. Normal. Like, it's, it's close enough that you can... It's, it like, is reading it gives me a headache, I, yeah, but like I can you, figure you gotta, it out. you gotta think about it. You, you need the, the cliff notes next to it. <laughs> to but but you, can, you can work your way through it. And again, other ones are perfectly plain. Uh, some, however, would definitely be written in Infernal. Uh, some even in a language that I'm pretty... Uh, I'm almost positive that none of you... One in particular in a language that I'm sure none of you would speak, but that you would all recognize, just like we can all recognize Latin as Aslanti. Hmm. Uh, the, uh... Do they have any sort of specific logical or chronological order that I can put them in to figure out which ones are older? Uh, other than just looking over the general state yeah. of the books themselves... Like, not, do they not tell a story? They're not telling a story. No, okay. each of these tomes, at least almost all of them, just seem to be about. I forgot the name again. This name is so hard. I'm so. Do bad we need at to this. sing the song do we again? Need to sing the song again. Mahathala. Don't do it. Mahathala. Um, <laughs> various tenets of her history, her creed, and her worship. But it's not like a ten-part story of the journey of Mahathala. It's it's just a bunch of various texts about her ascension and her history and her again her worship now i'm never going to be able to take that name seriously no nah, it's ruined forever My i'm sorry completely ruined. <laughs> um i know you tried changing the emphasis on a different syllable but it just doesn't help <laughs> so looking through it um sometimes in religious texts there will be I don't know, magical incantations or something of that nature kind of hidden within the story. If I read through it, can I pick up on anything that seems to have a different sort of rhythm or something that doesn't belong there? Just read it out loud until you accidentally summon something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The song starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking through them... Uh, you have a lot of information, and again, what ten total books here, that none of which are particularly small tomes. Uh, they're not quick to, to skim, but as you are just kind of glazing through, uh, the eldest of the one clearly bound and cased in a, in a completely different style, even different fashion uh, than modern books and modern prints, written entirely in Islanti. Thumbing through it, though, it is both heavily annotated in Infernal, written a very small, almost kind of chicken-scratch hand that at, at first glance, it doesn't, you don't even recognize it as Infernal. <laughs> Doctor's signature is all over. Uh, it has a large amount of various diagrams and illustrations. And give me a knowledge. What's planes these days? Uh, it's Arcana, isn't it? I believe it's Arcana now. Yeah, I just got rolled into Arcana. Sorry. It's been Not like a year. Sorry and enough. I still don't know that off the top of my head. Ooh, Ooh very nice. Uh, so that's going to be a. Jeez, that's a 37? The 37, actually, you'd be able to glean a lot of things, even if you can't read the text itself. Many of the illustrations are of psychopomps, which 
you certainly would remember from, well, right outside the Cinderclaw Fortress, the uh, the Marigna that had come for Esvis. Uh, and even if you had, hadn't really heard much of them prior, uh, the psychopomps depicted here are much different. They, they don't look anything like human forms. They are skeletal, almost kind of similar to this bat scorpion thing that had appeared, but more bird-like. Uh, hmm. Many even with prominent beaks uh, affixed to the front of their skulls, and some even without arms or legs, just wings. Many of these depictions indicate that a particularly powerful, a prominent psychopomp journeyed throughout not just the inner seas or even Galarian or even the plains, but throughout the vast cosmos of the material plane to planets on planets on planets. These are, many of these pages are filled with star charts and maps that you honestly don't even understand how to read very well, but it's clear that they're depicting different swaths of unknown regions of the dark tapestry. And finally, this psychopomp, this primary one, descended to what appears to be hell alongside Asmodeus. You can understand enough of it to put together that Mahathala appears to have once been a particularly powerful psychopomp usher from the Boneyard, who... Ascended? If that's the word we want to use for it, <laughs> for going to hell and becoming a god. <clears throat> descended, perhaps? Yeah, he, he rescinded. But alongside that, many of the psychopomps in the depictions are warped and distorted uh, in ways that almost appear to be strange, unthinkable mutations to the psychopomp form, where normally they are bird-like, skeletal. Some of them look almost like massive cockroaches or just monstrous near-human figures uh, in unsettling ways, almost frightening even to look at depictions, mutated and changed. But with that, throughout these star charts and these maps and these infernal annotations, you locate not one, but two long-form rituals in this book. Uh, you can you know infernal, right? Mm -hmm. The infernal annotations indicate that somebody was trying very hard to learn the power contained in the ritual, but was having a lot of difficulty making such incredibly potent magic work. Uh, it also appears that this effort was attempting to bind a soul back into a night hag, pretty directly, clearly mentioning the dead one in the front area. This ritual is resurrect. Hmm. It looks like they were trying to bring her back to life. Hmm. That wouldn't make any sense. There were three of them already. It's they... also pretty clear that uh, whoever had written all of this, whoever was working with the book, had clear intentions to replace the other night hag that had gotten away. Hmm. So it looks like there was some 
acrimony within the coven. Fair enough, I suppose. They might not always get along. Um, just out of curiosity, um, is the hand that wrote this ritual out, like, this size hand, or like, martial giant size hand? Well, from the... I mean, from the writing, it's not super apparent, because, I mean, like, you could... You can still write tiny text with a giant hand, and there's only so much room in the margins of these pages to fit the text. Right. But it is very cramped and uh, even almost illegible in places because it's so small and unsteady. Uh, give me... I'll give you perception. Sure. <laughs> Can I, give you, I didn't give you a session roll today. I didn't oh, know. No. Oh, goodness. Well, we well, whenever we complain, you, you you badish, so we, we, we didn't want to get bullied. We were busy singing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> busy stupid freaking songs. <laughs> Take these session rerolls. Yeah. I remembered because you Thank rolled you. bad and it reminded me. Aha. We See, have a solution to rolling bad sometimes. We do, but I'm not going to spend it on this. <laughs> what did you get? I got a 16. Oh, uh, the 16? Yeah, it's, it's impossible to really tell. Okay, that's fine. Hmm. But well, with your with your hag lore, you would know that literally any hag can take the form of a normal sized human woman. Oh, even the anis hags. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's true. That's true. Otherwise, cha- otherwise anis hag changelings would be very complicated. Very difficult to yeah. create. <laughs> they would just need to find particularly hardy dwarves. Rasheen, yeah, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Roshin, forgive me for being blunt, but how do you know so much about these creatures? I've never even seen one or barely even heard of them before today. Oh, the hags. Uh, It runs in the family, I'm afraid. Yes, you had said that before. I'm still not really sure what you meant. Oh, well, you think these eyes just get born normally? I wasn't going to pry. I do believe that what you are doing is prying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is how girls do it, though. We pretend we're not prying when we're really prying. I just kind of keep up. I when? just kind of motion through cheek. I'm like, ah, just just have a beer with me. Let, you, the, let you, the you're the talk. other end of the room working on the cauldron. I can still so, like, I can't hear them. Can't. Ah, like, the sound you're dampening. Like 30, 40 yeah. feet away, and like there's you we're, two are the north end. You're in the south at, end. I don't know. Where we're looking at the goop in the cauldron. Remember? You, yeah, you three, I guess, are in the south I end. I forgot completely the about the sound dampening. Yeah, I wouldn't mind another drink, but you know, I really am very impressed with your axe. You know, it seems to hold blood really well. It doesn't fall off at all. Doesn't that ever get a problem for Ketten? There's a reason why he's called Big Red. He just doesn't care. Shh, shh, it's okay, baby, it's okay. Just, just let him be. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I've always thought my uh, sword, or my, my shield was a little bit on the sentient side, so I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that your uh, ex is too. Ah, oh, well, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of beer, None Maybe of the, some more beer. None of those came practice. up with my shield, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, cool. Yeah, I'm here to judge, sure. Well, uh, my mother, uh, I'm a changeling, uh, was left in my <laughs> father's uh, settlement to raise, to be raised. Oh. Not my normal <sighs> father, of course, but they were kind. They raised me, as it were. I'm so sorry. I. Well, it's nothing to be sensitive about. It's the way it is. I'm. That's got to be really difficult, though. It was a bit, yes. 
Uh, but uh, I was fortunate. Uh, not all changelings I found are uh, so as lucky as me to find people who actually raise them kindly. Um, after all, uh, the mark is well known amongst the Hidrons, uh, where hags tend to predate, one might say. So, one of your parents was... My mother, yes. Uh, she dropped me off to be raised and uh, intends to call <clears throat> me back uh, to serve in her, ha- in her coven. I have no intention, of course. She can't have you. Exactly. My point exceed, and so far, she hasn't had much luck. Well, well, we have to protect you, then. She can't get you. That's... No, 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 no. We cannot have... A, no. Not gonna lose one more person. Well, I must say, you're taking this contract you had me sign very seriously. It's, it's rather heartening, I must say. Um, let's see. Uh, can we make... Do they make drops that make it go away? It's not the color of the eye that determines whether she's going to come for me. She knows who I am. I'm her daughter. Oh. Well... It'd be, it'd be the worst hag ever. Could you imagine? You put on a pair of smoky glasses and she'd be like, where'd my daughter go? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I don't know how it works. I've, I've never met a it's chain... Like playing peekaboo a with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had daughters and now I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I'm losing my hag mind, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had this hag problem before. <laughs> my only weakness, object permanence. <laughs> so, how do we protect you? The call is a mental one. Uh, it's, it's sort of a nagging feeling right about here. It's been going on for about six years now. Hmm. I've gotten very good at ignoring it. Uh, I must say, it helps when Milani's pulling me in a different direction as well, even if it's not terribly a pleasant pull. So, you're beholden to your, well, I guess nature is what you would call it, and you're also beholden to Milani? Entirely, and they pull in very opposite directions. Oh, that must be agony. It is a bit, actually. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Arcadis, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hagging feeling. Hagging feeling? I'm joining you. That's... We're smashing all these bottles. <laughs> so, do you think this, and this lady, Milani, won't hide you? Milani's my goddess. In a way, she is hiding me, I suppose, in that her pull counteracts my mother's, although it really just aggravates the situation. It's not a it's not a, a, a master and servant relationship like you get with most of the clergy. She just took me for her service. Uh, she needed a butcher, and she saw me as suitable, one might say. But oh. uh, it's just been a cycle of endless slaughter. Uh, she told me to reap a, t- a bloody tally of tyrants, and that was the last I ever heard from her. At least I have a boss who gives direct instructions. But hopefully, I'll eventually reach some magic number, and perhaps my service will be over, and I'll be able to live my life again. So you have to like, you have to kill a certain number of people before she'll leave you alone. I must admit, a great deal of interpretation was left open, but I'm not entirely sure how exactly to interpret it any different way. Uh, certainly, uh, tyrants uh, don't immediately replace themselves, uh, hence why I've become rather itinerant. Except for in Galt, where if they run out of tyrants, they just go and change the definition a bit until they have more tyrants, and then they kill those as well. It's a bit of a mess over there. Well, you should stay here with us then. 
Well, certainly, you need my services. And if these slavers are involved, there'll be plenty of them that we'll need to be getting rid of. I'm very good at it. I'm very practiced. What do you think these beds are for? What, in that room over there? Yeah. Well, the last bed apparently was supposed to imprison someone and then inject nightmares directly into their head. So I don't imagine this one's much better. But I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. This is the gate of Desna. You're supposed to have good dreams here. They must have done something to it. And oh, I heartily agree, but uh, at the same time, uh, it is what it is. As you've got, still got this uh, this book, I imagine, that you were looking mm-hmm. through as you started talking, uh, just kind of flipping to see if there's... Uh, still looking to see if anything else of yeah. value, really. Uh, as you turn one page too many, the weight of the book shifts in your hands a little bit, and out from the back of the book, just inside a back cover, is a flat... Barely red, almost like pinkish red marble stone disc that slides out and thuds onto the table. Carved with the inscription of a massive butterfly with incredibly detailed wings spread out to almost the full width of the disc itself. Does it look like it would fit in that hole Looks I like found? it's exactly the size of the hole that you found, yes. <sighs> I do so love it. When investigation comes to fruition, this is going to be fun. So that's why that book was so heavy. There's a blasted rock in it. No, 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 it's all the knowledge. The knowledge is what makes it heavy? Knowledge is always heavy. So She'll... you're 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 playing games with me. Of course I am. Meanwhile at the pot admits it, I suppose. <laughs> why don't you give me a uh, craft check? Jushik's trying to well, investigate this. I here. would be happy to give you a craft check. Let's see what you got. As you immediately drop all of your tools on the ground so I <laughs> into think, the pot, I think that <laughs> this dissolve. is worth the session reroll because that's a two. See, you wasted your twenty before. I feel like that's you what know what? I'm, I'm gonna roll the, the the one that hasn't rolled a twenty in the okay, pre rolls. Okay, okay, okay. Do it. Complain, complain. That was that's not bad. So that's a twenty-eight. So with a twenty-eight, as you get going through this here, apparently having an incredibly hard time. The difficulty is trying to hold on to your things and get them to where they're supposed to be. uh, Not the floor (laughs) around the pot. You get a couple of samples and start testing. Uh, And as you drop yet another of your small metal tools, uh, droppers or different kind of small spoons to get things into testing vials and strips and reach down, you see underneath the cauldron is a very similar small flat stone disc that appears to have just been forgotten, discarded, uh, just underneath uh, actually one of the chairs rather than the cauldron itself. Uh, This one, however, rather than being pinkish red, is a very light, pale, almost sky blue. And iconography splashes across it from one side to the other, uh, depicting what appears to be a night sky. Uh, with light tracings of some more well-known constellations and uh, a small, just direct symbol of Desna underneath it at the opposite side of the tiny plate. It also looks exactly the same size as the depression. There's two of them. But with your uh, testing and sampling, as they're looking through this and finding rituals and discussing the nature of changelings, uh, all you can really determine of what this is in the cauldron at the moment is, well, it's, it's functionally nothing. It seems like they were early in a process of concocting something, uh, but there's barely even anything in here but water at this point. This seems a very simple base. Uh, What is interesting to you, though, is that 
where you test these things seems to make a difference. Though the product itself, whatever it is, clearly has some subtle scent, when removed out from the cauldron, it becomes com completely odorless and uh, near clear. As if it's more potent as long as it's in the actual cauldron. Uh, your testing would echo this as well. If you take it out and put it to strips or tubes to test it, it will actually react differently than if you test it directly from the main batch. I do believe that there is something to do with this cauldron. It is a, a not giving me normal results. Uh, perhaps we ask Resme to check. And I uh, also found this disc over there. Perhaps would be of interest to her as well. Well, uh, what are you giving it to me for? I have to finish my test. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah, sure. I'll take it over. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> um, pretty light. Uh, they're only really a few ounces apiece. Uh, although they are about the size of a hand around common fingers and clues. They are, they are quite thin, and they're made of... Uh, they're like they, ceramic sauces. Yeah, if they are even actual stone, they're a very light stone, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be walking over. I'll walk over to the other side. I'm going to walk, and I'll be like, well, I mean, clearly he named the axe for apparent reasons as big, and it's also red. I, were, I mean, Seems obviously, uh, if I were going to name a shield... Would you call it shiny round? I mean, it's not perfectly round, though. I mean, it could be, like, flat gray. Or... I feel... I think I'm going to have to think about this for a while. I don't know. His seems so obvious. And I don't know. I have a lot of trouble here. <laughs> I'll hand a disc over and then continue back over, walking the other way. Very Wait. thoughtful. <laughs> disc over. Drop off this disc on the table. Don't even acknowledge him and just walk so, away. <laughs> so as Buddy comes back... I look at Buddy, I'm just like, oh, well, I hate to tell you the bad news, but I'm all fresh out of air at the moment, but all I got left is, is me wine, but I kind of need that for battle. I mean, unless you really need a drink. No, I mean, I've seen what that drink does to you, and I don't know if that's wine. Oh, don't worry. It'll just affect me, not you, unless you get crazy red wine drunk. I feel like there's something else in that wine there, and I, I don't know if I want to be trying it. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, my lizard friends, uh, how, how much longer on that uh, on that testing of yours? Uh, perhaps only a couple minutes. Only need to check uh, minor reactions. You know what? I believe it's time for the story. I just plot my axe down and... Just kind of pull up a chair. Have a seat. <laughs> you can have a literal circle of chairs around this cauldron. <laughs> now is the origin story, since you probably wondered, hey, why do you have a giant axe? Hey, why do you drink so much? Well, I'm a dwarf, that's kind of obvious, but... Both hey, of those things could have been explained by being a dwarf, yeah. And of course, you know, you're probably wondering why I'm so big and why I can, well get bigger. <laughs> I did actually wonder that. You know, when I looked, I thought it might have just been like a trick of the light. But, you know, and now that I've decided, it's it definitely not. Story time. <laughs> Other side of the room. Uh, <laughs> and it's quiet, too. I can't hear Bummer. it. I don't want to hear it. So. <laughs> so, when I was a wee little lad, just, mm -hmm. you know, before I even grew this beard, I know it's strange. You're not even... born? I thought, we're not, dwarves not born of beard. No, not that first. We don't grow our beards until we're 10 years old. 
I'll be oddly self-conscious about my beard. <laughs> so anyway, my dad was a great weaponsmith, one of the mm-hmm. finest in our mountain. And uh, we had some elvish visitors one day, you know, adventurers like us. And uh, he uh, let them set, he, as a, he couldn't pay my father for the work traditionally. So he's like, oh, I have this rare elvish wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, my, my daddy, he got the sip, and then he just turned it into a monster. And he just uh, started wrecking the place, and then eventually I, he got a little too violent with my family, and I had to, you know, take out his kneecaps and uh, decapitate him. That seems appropriately dwarfish. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, what happened then is... <laughs> Elder what happened feet. What happened then is simply <laughs> after that I went on training as a soldier and then in the dwarven military and then I retired from that especially after I uh, after our celebratory drinks and one of my comrades apparently gave me some of his wine and next day I know I just grew into an obnoxious rage and then when I stepped outside I apparently grew well as big as you saw before and that is when I learned of my abilities to uh, apparently become a giant. Are you perhaps allergic to elvish wine? I wish, but uh, apparently it's That's maybe... what happens when you have an allergy? <laughs> it is not an allergy. I, I can tell you that. I, I, uh... It was meant to be slight humor. <laughs> He's not serious. Stung by but, a bee, uh, turned into a bee monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I went out and saw a wise uh, fighter, an old retired soldier in the Dwarvish army, known to be a very powerful berserker. And uh, he told me that the source of, that the wine, after I told him this story, he said the source of my rage was the elf, my hate for the elvish red wine that turned my father into a monster. So I portrayed it into my own capabilities. But unlike my father, I have control. And that's why I have a big red axe, because I made it myself. Well, I'll be. Is Is this, you know, I've only known a couple dwarves. (laughs) They seemed reasonable folk. (laughs) So in other words, like I said, it's just harmless red wine. If you want some, you can. It's just go... I don't want to be allergic to it either. <laughs> I think I may pass. <laughs> Are you telling me that you become massive due to PTSD? What's PTSD? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong folk here. Is that some type of disease? You, it could be part of the allergen. Your, your past <laughs> traumas make you stronger. Oh. But you mean if I black out and go into a blind rage? Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> as long as work is not a problem for me. I'm going to be keeping an eye on, I mean, an eye on dwarves <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, I took 10 years of training to perfect the technique, and it, it, I only destroyed one village, maybe two. Happy slappy girl time. <laughs> as long as you have control is not a bad thing. It, uh... Would be a different story if you could not differentiate between friend and foe. Oh, no worry. If I drink with you, it means I like you. And it also means I don't kill you. 
man, I never drank with any of them hags, didn't I? <laughs> no, but your ex. He technically hasn't Certainly drunken with Buddy did. yet, either. <laughs> no, well, we have, actually. Oh, they did. Right. Right. They went out on the town. It's true, yep. it's true. All three bars. <laughs> yeah, all three bars. We're bar hopping. <laughs> the only one I haven't drank with was that little she-elf over there. But uh, she's okay. She keep me alive. I like her so far. She'll have a drink with me sometime. I'm, in my head, I'm going to be like, I'm never going to tell him that she makes wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, that might make the relationship better. Yeah. Well, um, I see uh, dwarven uh, family dynamics are a little different, but... <laughs> We're uh, we're from the we're from the south end of the Dwarven dynasty. You know what? You know how things are. I don't know south. nothing about the Dwarven dynasties, <laughs> and I'm hesitant to even ask. <laughs> I think that is saying about wood war drums in the mountains. Perhaps I've never heard that saying, and I'm also <laughs> not gonna ask. <laughs> well, guys, let's never talk of this again. <laughs> <laughs> So I would presume by this time, you're you're done playing games. Uh, oh yeah. Finish up while you're testing here. All you can really ascertain is this is the very very early stages of something, and that the yep, the substance in the cauldron is different than the substance out of the cauldron. <laughs> That's primarily what I would be wanting yeah. to figure out, anyways. Meanwhile, uh, as you look through these books, other than more of more information on the worship of this psychopomp turned hell baron. Uh, there is a second ritual in this Aslanti book here. Alongside Resurrect, uh, Resurrect. there is another one uh, equally heavily annotated by some hands that seem to have a lot better of a time. Well, they couldn't get the Resurrect to work. Obviously, the hag is still crucified in the entryway. Uh, this second one seemed to work near flawlessly. Uh, and this is Planar Ally, a ritual that would allow them to summon forth a creature from a different plane of existence here to the material plane. Oh, and this is how they met our bony friend. They summoned him using this ritual. Huh. Is there any way in there that uh, they could have sent him back? Well, can uh, You want to give me some of that there? Religion? Religion, yeah. Religion. <laughs> it turns out that's that the, the only corner. way to dismiss it is if the person who cast it is still alive and dis. <laughs> <laughs> give me that old time religion. That's uh, a 24. Uh, with a 24, as you look through this ritual and kind of whatever it was that it actually showed up there, it's first worth noting that this summon, this calling, it does not in any way bind the creature to you. <laughs> I think it, they left a part a few steps out here. It just makes them appear, kind of appear. <laughs> uh, also, Stop. this is a bit of a divine ritual here. Uh, it has to, the only way to reach through with this kind of magic to another plane is to reach out to uh, a minion or an acolyte of a deity and petition that deity to send aid through to the material plane. Huh. So perhaps... If they had their Mahathala. own powers to go back or if the deity decided to rescind them, they could, but 
there's nothing you can really see about this other than literally pray back to the god. Hey, I changed my mind. Um, <laughs> so, this thing was ordered here by uh, its master? I'd say requested, perhaps. Uh, if it... Uh, if this couple of hags was looking for some help, uh, and they were at least familiar enough with Mahathala's, I suppose, organization uh, to know of some of her lieutenants they could reach out to to petition for aid, uh, uh, then they could have requested the presence of our bony friend who showed up and apparently was not bound in any way by this ritual, it just calls it. So hence they had to, I suppose they were haggling or they were trying to work out some sort of agreement. Uh, and I suppose we happened to show up at the proper time because I guess it hadn't been struck yet because uh, certainly that uh, that uh, devil didn't seem terribly interested in participating in the fight, at least that... until you said something to it that really riled it up. Oh, that would explain why asking it to go home made it really angry. You basically told it to go to hell. Oh. Literally told it to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't I feel impolite? thought you were an emissary. An emissary, but yeah, they even don't speak devil tongue. I'm they, very disappointed they in you. They don't teach <laughs> demon etiquette in the schools I went to. The school you learned Infernal in didn't teach you the when you, how I to properly learned, say hello. I learned Infernal from a friend who did not give me a ton of background on 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 demons, and he's really cute. I'm only joking. You're adorable when you're blushing. Though. Oh, thanks. Um, can we? Uh, look at these balls. <laughs> They're very shiny. <laughs> I'm not even over there, and I feel like... Also, uh... <laughs> the level of cringe point, on the other side of the room. Yeah. <laughs> point of order. I don't know if you remember this, that Roshina actually has met Tyrannus. Yeah, I know. Okay, I wasn't positive if you remember. No, 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 no. She's just... She, she's kind of needling her about it, and she's... There. So, uh, with these, these ten books here... Uh, these various tomes are most of the, mostly uh, focused on the worship of Mahathala are old enough and esoteric enough to be of some value. Uh, you estimate that an interested... If you could find an interested merchant, you could probably get 20 gold pieces for each of the books, each of the first nine of them. Uh, but this tenth one with the pair of rituals, uh, this is a lot older and a lot more substantial. This alone could probably be worth 250 gold uh, to a collector or someone with the coin to pay for it but it would be about impossible to like these these rituals are so detailed that they're a significant portion of this this book here so obviously selling the book you'd lose the ritual loses the rituals yeah yeah, you know, if you wanted to do any Mahathali and planar summoning does double this, magic. Does this ritual only work with Mahathala, or does it work with any uh, any it does, religion? It does if not. You know. This this tenth book is, so theoretically, is only tangentially, like, it has a history and an expansion. Uh, while it is designed and organized to work towards Mahathala, the magic in this should theoretically work to petition to any deity. But the difficulty is being a very complex ritual. Uh, you can't just call out to any deity. You have to be pretty well devoted, like you are to uh, Milani, or like Buddy is to Iomadai. And you would also need assistance in casting the spell from other equally devout hmm. secondary uh, casters. Hmm. So it could be tough to use, but it absolutely could be adapted to call out to a different deity. And moreover, like if we just sold this on the open market, we basically 
thrown out this ritual into the world for whoever wants to buy it. I, I could see that causing problems. It also... It's like, we have a loaded cannon. If Let's we, sell it. But it also though. requires pretty significant offerings uh, in order to appeal to a higher power and to facilitate this spell. It is... It is not something cast lightly. It's very clear about that specifically. Regardless of the wealth that you're willing to sacrifice or your own personal piety, using this without great need is almost certain to just draw the ire of the deity. I wonder what the hag's great need was. I wonder why they were so desperate. Although, now that I think about it, they they did seem to be very different in the way they went about things. The first two looked different than the third one. I, I mean, I really don't know that much about hags, but the first two looked really smashy, and the second one looked more like a caster, like did things more like a caster. At this point, as you're all done with your investigation at the end of the room, I imagine you'd be... Congregating. Mm -hmm. Reconvening here. I imagine that uh, it, that's something more to do with their lineage and not necessarily so much to do with their, their focusing. Uh, the Anis Hags uh, tend to be a bit more physically minded uh, than uh, their smaller companions. Is it normal for different types of Hags to form a coven? And pardon my questions, I've just, I don't know anything about them. No, of course, I've, I've, I've taken out gone out of the way to learn as much about it as possible, given my uh, unfortunate uh, involvement in it. Uh, but no, no, uh, it, it has been known to happen, uh, not Regularly, but certainly uh, often enough. Um, but it's it's nothing. It's nothing shocking, I suppose you'd say. Okay, so we have these really shiny ball things that I think will fit in that tree over there. It does look to be about the right size, but before I think we, we may, yeah, we may want to go investigate this other room. Yeah. It's got a similar kind of structure in it. And also, I would like you to check out the cauldron. It is uh, not logical. Yeah, me and Marsh could go check out that other room if you guys want to go do whatever Ooh. you want. Okay. Uh, more cauldrons. I'll come with you too. Hi. Oh, yeah. All right. I have some. Uh, <clears throat> she'll pull her alchemy goggles down over her head and kind of adjust them a little. I do not believe problem is alchemical. Oh, well. <laughs> All righty. It so... quite literally is not logical. Is different in and out. Does the two of you? Had to start looking at this cauldron, and uh, Marshall, Buddy, and Rasheen all move to go into this final, this, this third chamber here. It initially looks in some ways similar to the giant smashy tree chamber he'd come through initially, just minus the giant smashy tree. Uh, there is a group of five fairly narrow beds fitted together into the indents of a five pointed silver, star, silver painted stone star pillar in the very center of the room. Uh, and five headboards at each of these beds of a similar, very light, almost silvery wood at the, the head of each form a pentagon around the star itself. Uh, in the middle of this pillar only being about three, maybe three and a half feet tall, you can clearly see another one of these uh, disc-shaped indentations, like what Resme had pointed out on the, the trunk of the stone tree in the other area. But here, this room appears to have suffered a lot more damage. Three of the five beds are scorched severely, their surface mock, uh, marred and pitted with 
acid burns. Uh, in some cases, fairly large, almost handfuls of the stone, seemingly having been dissolved completely away. In the corner of the room to your left as you enter, the southeast side of this, some simple wood appears to have been set up pretty haphazardly into what looks like a makeshift pen of some kind, about 10 feet across and 12, 15 feet long. Does it look like it's tall enough to put a flaming smoky looks horse like in? It's exactly the right size to put a flaming smoky horse in. Mm. Nay. That nightmare could talk. Why did they build a stable for it? He could have just told it not to wander off. Uh, maybe it wanted privacy. I suppose it's a horsey thing, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. I've never actually talked to a horse before, so I wouldn't really know. And that horse didn't seem too keen on at least introducing itself or answering questions as to the nature of horsey communications or proper bed, and perhaps horses like stalls. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I seem to seem a fairly angry horse overall, So, but I don't know. I was... Brando horses like stalls. They do, yes. Okay. <laughs> just, for, just for reference. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like a pretty, uh, I don't know. It was kind of odd that it could just teleport, though. That seemed like a pretty fancy horse. Well, it's uh, a little bit outside my area, but I know night hags tend to associate with such creatures. Uh, just as ephemeral and dreamlike as the night hags themselves. Um, I didn't realize they could talk, however, uh, and certainly it seeming able to us vanish into thin air was certainly uh, rather interesting. Yeah, of its own accord, it actually just tagged, uh, tugged its right right along. Either of you guys, if you wanted, could make a religion or a nature check about the flaming smoke horse. Oh, Ooh, natural look at you! 20. Oh my god! Baby. Two, also a natural two 20. 20s. <laughs> wow. That was I, way overkill. Yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> I would kind of wish I'd saved those. I might, might need them later. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen a double. I have lore success. farm. Well, this is legally a horse, so like, <laughs> I mean, Buford, inexplicably, uh, would actually be very. Well, you, what's your nature? Are you trained? Uh, I am not trained in nature now. Okay, you. Have lore farm. You would know, you <laughs> would know religion. what you would logically know I about it by the fact that it's a horse. I do have religion. <laughs> but uh, no. so then you would, hmm. I guess. It's a horse. It's you, a horse. You would, I mean, <laughs> somehow, be very familiar with nightmares. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Equal to Rasheen, actually, almost. Uh, curiosity. What's the, did you roll religion or nature? Uh, I would actually. Uh, it would have been a religion. Yeah. What does that give you? Uh, a 33. Yeah, you're incredibly familiar with these uh, nightmares. You are both apparently like fantastic <laughs> nightmare experts. <laughs> you would know that uh, not only are they commonly kept by night hags as their steeds and companions, they are fully sentient. Uh, in fact, pretty safely well beyond the general intelligence level of most normal people. Uh, they also possess fairly powerful magic of their own uh, that they can kind of ride through planes, uh, not just ethereally, but even out to uh, further dimensions, just at a pretty standard gallop, and then they can bear a rider with them. I can't uh, believe we rolled two natural 20s for this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, come on. 
Uh, I'm grateful for what you're telling me. You would know that these nightmares, beyond their ability, obviously, they have this this cloud of smoke around them. Uh, But even even more than that, uh, a nightmare that gallops, that can has room and reason to run freely, and to truly break into a full gallop, its hooves will literally burst into flame. And uh, they can ignite entire settlements simply by tearing through them without even Hmm. really having to stop to do anything in particular, anything directed. The intensity and the heat from their hooves igniting buildings on either side of the road simply as they run. I don't know how Buddy knows all of this, but... (laughs) It was a lower story back in my hometown. You know, recently. Very popular nightmares are... Good for kids. That, that, I, 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 I'm wrapped, in a, <laughs> completely wrapped in attention. I mean, you know all this too because you also rolled it. But, but I didn't get it through the through yeah, the lens. <laughs> the old timey story, telling maybe an old horror story that's been passed down to the generations. It is still one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like the stories that scare your kids at night, but it's completely correct. Like every part of it is actually true. <laughs> Uh, so with the cauldron, what are you two doing? Um, I mean, even though it's not technically alchemy, I still have my alchemy tools out because I don't particularly want to touch it. My my whole like oh lab. your whole lab's out. Lab. Okay, then I'm using yours. Yeah, he's already got all that. Um, well, let's take a look at it. Um, I'll turn on detect magic. So with your casting of detect magic, you would. Pick up, of course, the the cauldron is, in fact, magical. Not terribly surprising, really, to anybody. But along with that, each of the two discs, the pinkish and the bluish one you've collected, also emanate with a fairly powerful magic. So, Marshall, Uh, how exactly is it that you're able to grow to a size that's the size of (laughs) an Well... I just kind of get, <laughs> I just get that grin on my and face, gonna, and I look I'm at Buddy, and I'm just like, well. <laughs> just take ten steps back anymore. And then, uh, give, what is what is your modifier using to try to identify this cauldron? Uh, I guess I'll start with Arcana right, well, or crafting. I have both. Well, identify as a magical item. Uh, then I'll, I'll then I'll do uh, Arcana, and I cannot critically fail, so it doesn't. I guess the really you matter. Can just roll it then. If you're literally immune to critically failing, I am immune then, yeah, to critically failing. Uh, I'm gonna give you this. I basically. I, I don't like that give number. You, like the same backstory that they gave Buddy. And yeah. I like that number much better. After the anticipation. Um, yeah, like that's gonna be a 35. Basically, I'm just uh, the only one that can grow big. With a 35. Just angry. You would be able to identify that this cauldron is itself a fairly powerful conjury of object uh, that does it, two things. The first of which is the explanation for Trishik's investigations with his alchemical testing. That this cauldron almost it doesn't have an intelligence so much as you are able to impress your will upon it, and it much like a wand. Uh, can be used as an extension of your own abilities, uh, but even perfectly mundane ones in this case. Using this to craft pretty much any kind of alchemical item, the cauldron's own native magic is going to make that easier and more effective. 
but incomplete when removed from the cauldron, it reverts back to its natural state without the magic trying to kind of assist the process as it had been willed to do by the hags. So you have to finish using the cauldron rather than using alchemy tools. You use your alchemy tools too, but you use it in the cauldron. Okay, You gotcha. make the thing with the cauldron. Uh, beyond that, this cauldron has a secondary ability that with that with a 35, you're able to identify. You can even further impress your will upon it to draw the magic out directly. And from a completely empty state uh, with a command you can cause the cauldron to fill itself with enough delicious vegetable stew to feed 12 medium creatures. Is exactly what the text says, and I feel like that deserves being verbatim. <laughs> Explicitly vegetable Explicitly stew. Explicitly delicious vegetable stew. Mm. You okay. guys are not gonna believe this. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. That, that function can only be accessed once per day. Are you ready? It doesn't look like it was used today. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not even saying that stuff out loud. She's just going to go, are you ready? Are you ready? Well, they're in the other room, but you have to shoot. No, 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 I'm calling everyone over. You have to literally go, go get them. I'm going to go and grab them. But you can go get them. Oh, God. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh, okay. What about all this? The color is already full of that hot water, though. doesn't matter. I'm getting rid of it. Okay. Where are you getting rid of it? Oh, you get, yeah, where are you getting rid of it? Exactly. You're in a stone chamber. Hmm, how am I going to get rid of it? Is actually it? A, just pour it all into your bag of holding. <laughs> pour it in the stable. Ignore it. Not our problem. That's actually a great idea. No, it's a terrible no, idea. No, once you pour it out, it becomes a mess, and then you can prejudice it. Actually, now you, you just know clean you're it right. up. He's totally right. It's totally what's happening. Once it's been poured on the floor, it is legally categorized as mess. <laughs> now it can be cleaned because that's a thing that prestidigitate can do. <laughs> Frickin' magic combo. That's what that is. <laughs> I rest, the, the jury rests. <laughs> it it's now look, legally clean. Does it look inert? He'll be able to tell you it is. Whole, yeah, there's a whole bunch inert. of. It's, it's varying, basically water. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I. Can Can somebody help me pour this out? Just somewhere. It's not that. I, I literally, I literally just go up to it. Okay, I just yeah. kick it over. <laughs> it's like four feet around or so, but it's only <laughs> maybe direct. maybe two-ish high. Like it's two bulk total. It's pretty unwieldy, but it's not that big. My buddy he kicks it over and spills this all over the corner of this chamber. <laughs> Good. That was very helpful, actually. Uh, she'll stand it back up. Scrumptious. <laughs> 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 Expression. It's like you dare. <laughs> and with her command word, so, cannon. That's how so you turn it on. Rocks uh, fall and everyone dies. So uh, the cauldron explodes and starts to uh, emit almost a little bit of warmth, uh, shuddering a bit like a boiling pot. The metal feet clattering against the stone. As lean back. over a few seconds, a delicious aroma emanates out. As you look down, you can see bobbing carrots, bits of potato and celery, and a delicious vegetable stew fills the cauldron. It makes stew. Is it edible? Yeah, it's delicious. Here, I'll take some. <laughs> it's first. delicious. The spell said so. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of reach in there, grab a potato. Just a whole potato. That looks really stew. hot. <laughs> this is probably pretty hot. 
I'm a dwarf. I don't care what heat is. Oh, I just, oh. I'm just eating potato with my hand burning. I'm just like, it's pretty holiday to me. And it would be beyond just like perfectly spiced and incredibly pleasant. And even the smell enticing. The aroma of this magical witch cauldron stew. I'm, I mean, granted, it is also a powerful alchemical tool. But as a side effect, it, it makes stew. Not really sure of the logic behind that. Rather appetizing, actually. Is that a side effect? I I don't know. Maybe the person who was making it was really hungry, and just as a side effect, they decided they never wanted to be hungry again, and now stew forever. Wait, what if we put the pot into the bag of holding, and then we take it, and I can get some meat and make a real stew? The pot is too big to fit in big. Oh, that's a, too large for the bag of holding. Well, I'll just carry it around then. I'll just put it on my side pouch. <laughs> just trying to get it. I, well, realistically, I was going to tie it up and put it on my back for yeah, now. Yeah, you would need. You would largely need to carry it on your back, almost like a shield, if you were going to haul it around, yeah. just because of the size of the thing. But 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 don't do it yet, because I'm hungry. No, for now we eat. <laughs> All right, it's not the strangest meal I've ever. No, no, this is actually the strangest <laughs> meal I've ever eaten. Really. Magical stew sweet popping out of a cauldron found in a hag coven's lair. Yes, it two, ranks up there. Two enormous hag corpses, like five feet behind you. Should I go sit on the, the thigh of the dead Anna's hag while I eat it, just to make it particularly strange? <laughs> I just pull I? out my axe and be like, ah, oh, it's still goblin village all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? perhaps if you want a better meal, you should come with us to castle next time. Oh yeah, we know some friendly goblins. Last I was there, I didn't think there was much of a kitchen facility set up. No, we made the big stool. They have big pot. Huh. <laughs> I right, maybe i come along for it next time. Yeah, it's all a good time. You know, they're really good at partying up there. Also not cannibalism. It would be super cannibalism. It would totally be cannibalism. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. you can look at, make that I mean, face, you can but make that it face is all still... You <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely cannibalism. <laughs> make it less cannibalism. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were getting drunk, um, make it less. <laughs> Once we're done eating and, and we all feel a little bit better, um, what, do we do with the rest of, what do we do with the rest of this? the magical witch do? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's delicious. You said it so yourself. Delicious. Heck yeah. I definitely claims that it is delicious. You said I have it was been enticing. informed that this is perfectly fine to eat and safe. It is safe so. and 100%. At least three other people had some before I did, so. Yeah, let me, uh... Let me check the specifics here and see, because it is a lot of food. Yeah, if it's like 12 people, I'm not sure. Uh, Do we have Tupperware? We can First off, I'm a dwarf. (laughs) I have like three stomachs. The recommended daily serving means nothing to this man. I learn more about dwarf biology every time I come Um, here. Really? uh... Yeah, it does not magically disappear, so... (laughs) I could see me being just sitting there just like... God, come on, we're gonna clean out the pot. <laughs> just, just crawl into the cold drain and start eating it from the bottom. I'm rather full, actually. <laughs> I'll give some of. Can the we just back. leave it here and get it on the way back, or next time we're through here? Just feels, just feels odd to waste no. it. Don't waste a bit. I give some vegetables <laughs> to Severin. The falcon <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Severin does. Severin likes his veggies. Okay. It's a vegan cat. It's a... <laughs> so, you spend some time here. I mean, there are five of you in four chairs, but such is life. 
a wise man once told me. And uh, some prestidigitation clears up some of the weird nasty There's a bench in the, the middle of the room. Thank There's you. There's a yeah. the bench? That's There's a dead Anna's hag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are two uh, large dead hags, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, as you eat your way through as much of this pot as you can, uh, <laughs> more of the morning having passed here, and probably what might be actually now be the stranger circumstances we found ourselves in so far. I'm going to refocus while all this is going <laughs> on. You know, I have to say this is a very different experience from the last gate. Well. You mean the one that was full of the scary dragon that was just waiting around the corner? He's real. Yeah, what was the deal with that? He's real. I believe only two of us have seen it, and... But he doesn't lie. Hey, it's true, I don't really lie. But not that I can help it. It might have I mean, been Yeah, in certain case. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop this hole right here. I don't really lie, mostly, <laughs> um, uh, most of the time. You can believe just, that because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> just filling me with confidence, every word that comes from your mouth. It depends oh, who I'm lying to, I guess is the word. I, I don't want I feel like uh, there's sometimes when it's better to lie, and sometimes, you know what I mean? I've never felt so self-conscious in my life listening mm. to this. I just feel the anxiety <laughs> bubbling up inside me. Listen, the day that Buddy lies is the day that I quit drinking. And we all know that ain't happening. Well, for like <laughs> weeks. <laughs> well, don't I know enough. He... he seems very trustworthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is one of those eccentricities of being a married man that we're just not going to understand. Wait, Buddy. Tell what? him right now that he does not drink. Why? It's a lie and then truth at the same time. Yeah, but that won't make any difference because, I mean, you've got to know your line and, like, have some, uh, whatever it's called, that word of stuff. Competence? <laughs> the word Gusto. of stuff. Gusto. 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 <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. It I, wasn't really, but I, I'm sure it'll work. I don't think gusto makes good lying. You want to not have any reaction. You want a poker face. I giggle. <laughs> Why do you why do you have so much why, why do you have so much knowledge about this? Hmm? Because my profession requires that I lie. You're an actor? Hmm. It could be, depending on situation. Well, you seem like a real stand-up fellow to me. I don't know what. I mean, I'm sure every time comes, you may have you, the situation may ha yeah, you may have to happen, but. Yeah, I'm really well, time. yeah. For I mean, for politicians, that's a whole nother story here. So I can see where you're going there, but for the so most far, part, from experience, politicians aren't real people. I can tell you that for sure. Mm. <laughs> They're just little puppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. They're see puppets, but the... instead of strings, they just have money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the money golem. I'm gonna go see what again. the balls do. The discs. Okay. Yeah, the discs. The disc. The balls. Okay. Yeah. So uh, with these. Two discs where you went off to? Uh, the tree. The tree room? Oh, yeah, I guess you didn't see the southern room. I, I assume that they would have probably told you it was similar. No, no, yeah. no. She, came, it, she, she came there and saw it to get us. Oh, that's true. So she heads off into the tree room with Should this we weird. Let her wander off by herself? No, probably not. And we'll probably all be going with this time. Just in case. With full bellies. <laughs> you know, just in case. <laughs> just in case. We still yeah. haven't completely cleared this area, so. Just, like, sure we have. Just kind of drag everybody over here. I feel like we kind of have. Yeah, I mean, we totally it seems have. like we've gone around the whole thing. Yeah. We're about to put all this junk up in that trunk. Did you guys actually go around there or just like, walk in and look at the beds? I don't know. We 
we went. We, yeah, we, we, yeah, we were looking at them for a while. We poked at the okay. nightmare pen. We, I wasn't like, sure how long that like, yep, was. Those are more beds. So you walk up, and as you reapproach the base of this tree, still with many of its branches, <laughs> just still oh, the, the weird little broken angles where you'd left them, as mostly Marshall wrenched his way out and broke most of them, but you guys also helped sometimes. I didn't, I know, know, I didn't help them. <laughs> one or two. It, it now... Rather than the kind of majestic, almost drooping branch of this willow just looks like a a busted, scraggly mess, uh, like a dead tree in the middle of a wasteland. Uh, but each of these discs both seem to be exactly the same size as the depression in the tree itself. Roisin, will will you help me? I'm going. Uh, I'm going to. To, to try to put one of these in there. Will you... Uh, I love that we have not made any attempts to identify the discs yet. We're just sticking them in the tree. Also, <laughs> I don't identify. This is how we identify the discs. <laughs> I, I actually want it to be a surprise. That's fair. Um, Confetti. Will I mean, you... Um, <laughs> you can you can sense uh, magical auras, can you not? Oh, yes, indeed. Would you mind doing that while I do this? I'd like to know a little bit more about it, and I've seen it with my magic sight, but some more information would be highly useful. I'll see what I can do. Um, I have it written down somewhere else. Well, why are we messing with these trees? I mean, I feel like they've done a pretty good job sitting mm-hmm. there. Because Is perhaps the disc could fix whatever night hags Do we want? Do we, uh, do, I don't know. I, I mean, you can go ahead. Well, I don't if you'd know like enough. to have a, 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 a little nightmare table in your in in, in our, our little passageway through here, it, it's seems. entirely up for you. It adds an interesting bit I mean, of ambiance. I mean, it's pretty broken as is, but I mean, it may I, maybe it has some self-healing. I mean, that's true. I guess, uh, yeah, carry on. Carry on. Denimach. And, uh, you cast Riora. On, uh, on the disc of the tree. Disc. Uh, the disc gives off a, uh, a fairly, actually strong, each of them, a pink aura of enchantment. Mm. The aura seeming identical across the two discs. It seems that whatever magic they bear is basically the same thing. Just two flavors of it. Um, uh, perhaps you can uh, see if, uh, with this information, you can make something of it? Or uh, all are right. you intent um, on just plugging it in there and seeing what happens? Revelare! Uh, detect magic. And uh, you as well would sense that the tree, uh, the entire tree system with all of the beds, uh, as well as each of the discs, of course, is, is still magical. Uh, that that hasn't gone away. And again, the auras over this tree, still so powerful and complex that it would be nearly impossible to even identify individual <clears throat> schools. But, uh... Do I think I could dispel what they did? Dispel what they did off of the tree? Yeah. That would be calm. That would be difficult. Given the power of the tree and uh, the not your area of expertise-iness of this, that would not be impossible, but would be, I think, very, very challenging. Okay. Um, then I, I guess perhaps putting Desna's magic back in it to use it as it was originally intended will do some of the work for us. All right, everyone stand back, please. Happily, I'll get out of the room. Yep. <laughs> right to the entryway, right where I'm comfortable. Well, the rest of you. Same. Uh, yeah, I, I got my axe. I'm going to stand next to Resume. <laughs> some different doorways except Buddy, who's right next to Resume. I'm glad some of us Waiting learned from our experiences. <laughs> stuff to happen. All in all, I had a fairly good time with this room. <laughs> I did of not. Of course you I did. I really am not a fan of this room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, me, me either, but and I'll I'll slot it in there. Which one? Blue. 
Sorry, uh, the the pinkish one. Pink. Do you want the pink? red blue or the blue pink? Said both. I know I'm, I'm doing a Sleeping Beauty thing. He got it. Uh, I'll do the blue one. <laughs> the blue one. Yes. Okay. Are yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> Is that your final answer? So you uh, you reach up and you slot the blue disc into the depression on this tree here, and uh, there's no immediate change of anything. The auras still largely remain the same. I'm going to try to lay but down on the bed. As you move to lay down on the bed. On the nightmare table? On the nightmare table. She's serious right now. Yeah. She reaches for her buddy, just kind of standing there like, oh, so I just lied. Um, the tree slowly starts to shift again. The branches... Stay back. Starting to move. But he raises his shield up in front of him, and everyone else watches from the doorways. The resume gets herself beaten to death. <laughs> While large portions of the leaves and the smaller peripheral branches have been broken off of this from the battle, most of the main trunks, sons one, are still there. They're still in place. And with that inserted, they slowly, almost creakily, rotate back to be overhanging over each of the beds, uh, leaving one of them exposed and Marshall had completely broken that entire branch off. Back almost to exactly the position that the three had been in when you first saw it from outside the room. And then you were gonna lay down on the bed? Mm -hmm. oh Only one way to figure out what it does. I'm sure there's other ways. <laughs> Gets lost in the distance. <laughs> Resume lays down in this bed. Buford kind of watches over you here. And Reed doesn't move. He doesn't react. You lay down in this depression in the stone slab. It's not uncomfortable, but it is kind of just a beveled stone bed. It's not the, the best thing ever. And you rest your head about uh, against the top of it. Nothing nothing immediately happens. No no revelations fill you, nor does the tree immediately start murdering you. Uh cast detect magic again, see if it is doing anything different than it was before now that it has been activated in some way. And as you lay here and cast this, you can tell that the auras of the blue disc and the tree itself are now linked. Uh they've connected together. The magic from the blue disc has spread itself throughout the tree and even throughout the various beds. The aura of the tree itself now, while still very, almost overwhelmingly powerful, is much simpler, almost more pure, with a very similar pink aura of enchantment radiating out from each of the five remaining branches. Um, can I try to identify the two of them together as a single thing? Absolutely. That... And if you can't quickly fail, just do it. Uh, I cannot critically fail, but I can roll a two. Uh, we don't want to roll a two. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Ghost of Azan. Ghost of Azan! Feed the mimic. Hey, That's an at 20. Oh, money. Two to 20. Thank you, ghost. Easy hero points. So as you detect this here, identify both 
of these objects here. The disc placed into the tree itself is a dream stone. While these are very commonly attributed to Desna, and both of these bear some version of Desnan iconography here, this dream stone largely does what it says on the box. Uh, while it's kind of surprisingly powerful, it is almost simplistic in its purpose. Simply having this on your person will make it easier for you to sleep and make your sleep much more restful. Uh, you will never have difficulty getting to sleep, and you will require exponentially less sleep for a full night's rest. Even a couple of hours, you would be more than okay. Beyond that, it gives you some control the other direction towards your sleep as well. Uh, any kind of enchantment or effect, magic, that would force you to go to sleep has a much harder time taking hold of you when you have this power of the dreamstone basically running your your sleep as you will it to and even further than that the magic inside this can be used to enhance your own uh, it can be used as a meta magic effect once per day when you cast a spell with the uh, sleep trait or that is in some way associated with dreams discretionary uh, you can use the meta magic as an extra action to not expend the spell. Wow. Okay. Once per day. And that's the dream stone or the tree? That's the dream stone. The tree itself largely seems to be almost kind of similar to the dragon pillars in the Mwangi Expanse. It is a massive conduit. Okay. It is taking the enchantment from this dream stone and spreading it across what was once six and now five beds. So not only uh, does it have that protection against anyone who would rest here. It also means anyone who would rest in these beds while the Dreamstone is connected is going to fall asleep near immediately and have a brief but incredibly restful sleep in just a few hours. As you're casting this, actively falling asleep. <laughs> it's only when you want to fall asleep. It does not force you to sleep. Um, while looking at it, um, does the other one seem to do something similar, or the ore is different? Uh, the other one that's not connected? Yeah. Give me an identify check. I can't critically fail, so... <laughs> I mean, it, it does seem like it's pretty much exactly the same okay. thing. Uh, so, they're almost certainly both dreamstones. What the differences are between the two of them, you don't currently know if there even are any. Uh, it's entirely possible that there are none. There are just two <laughs> variants. Wait. Hey, Roisin, come here. Like, into the room. It's, <laughs> it's healed now. The tree's not going to hurt you anymore. Its bark was it's worse never, than its bite. It never hurt me, because I didn't go into the room. But very well. What do you got? Here. And she'll unslot the... The one of the dreamstones from the tree, the one she knows what it does for sure. The blue one, right? Because the blue one's the one that you had plugged in that yeah. you know where it's yeah. in. The pink one is the question mark. I, uh, I think maybe you need this. It will protect your dreams. It will make sure that you'll sleep better at night and that somebody who tries to interfere with your sleep or try to hurt you in your sleep, they'll have a much, much harder time of it. 
keep it on you, please, for me. That's very kind of you, I suppose. Uh, I suppose I'll hold on to this for the meantime. We have another one. I think it does about the same thing, but I haven't gotten as good of a look at it. Um, incidentally, this tree is like, it's like Naptown. We can all lay here and we will get refreshed very, very quickly. So this is pretty much an ideal recovery spot when you think about it. The tree that just tried to murder us not 20 minutes ago. You're Probably like an hour at this point. I'm, 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 oh, it's in the past then. Let's not worry <laughs> about it. Yeah, Let's bygones not, be bygones. I'm not super a fan of this tree. Uh, I'm still uh, actually uh, doomed from it. But, you know, uh, I'm really uh, not not a <laughs> huge fan of... <laughs> I am, in fact, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of this tree. I don't know about... Resume, if this is something that you'd really like to see and test out, I'll happily do it for you. But at least let's make sure that we do this in shifts to make sure we have people watching over us in case the tree decides to come eat us again. Sure. I mean, um, in I'll, case I could just hack it down again. I'll happily nap first. Wait, are we doing this now? I mean, uh, is, do we want <laughs> to do I'm, this now? I'm not saying we have to do it now. I'm just saying when we do do it, I will happily be the first mm. to nap. Mm. Rosemary we'll, is very devoted to her research, you see. I see that. Yeah, we see, I see. At this point, I'll, I'll the other one on me. come back into the room because I can I hear what they're talking about? Uh, I mean, not really. You can hear call out to Roshin just barely. It sounds like the volume Roshin's of a whisper. shaking her head a lot she, as like, she talks. Calls out to her 20 feet away. So what is plan? Is tree good? Is tree bad? What do we do? It, it was polluted, but it's been it's been cleansed now. Um, it is what it was always meant to be. Uh, a place for dreamers to rest and rest safely and recover. It's this uh, is a shrine to Desna. It's what it was always meant to be before the hags ruined it. Perhaps would be good to look for more discs. I, I guess I, I we have two. Well, kind of looked as much as we can. I mean, they're kind of scared this whole place. Yeah, it's the, most of the rooms, while the walls are very well, not necessarily like here. There's not really like places to hide things. Look for much. more, as in in general, because mm. there's multiple slots. Right. Well, uh, no, there's, well, there's one slot on this, and there's one slot on this other one. Each oh, one. Has one. I thought yeah, there's this two had, slots for your two discs. I thought this had multiple slots. It's a slot for each person you want to stick in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, you have one disc for each slotted sleeping implement. Well, um, so what do you guys want to do today? I mean, now that we've got this kind of situation taken care of, we want to kind of go. I mean, we haven't actually gone to the other gate here. Well, I'd like to take a bit of a rest before we go through there. I'm a bit spent, to be honest with you. Mm. We could nap. In the nappy tree. Wait, saying like appearance. that, it sounds really bad. <laughs> Buddy, it's not going to hurt you. The I nappy promise. tree, I've had many, you know, my son's had a lot of nappies along the way, and they never, uh, but never when you good nap time. with Bonnie, good things happen. No, I sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what naps are. <laughs> See, the worst thing that could happen to Buddy when he naps with Bonnie is his children. Oh. I suppose well, that's I true. Well, I know my children are the greatest treasure of my life, but, sir. Uh, I, I guess we're going <laughs> to we're gonna take a nap. Well, you did only completely destroy one branch, no, which leaves five you're gonna functional take a nap. beds. Well, <laughs> we're going to watch you fall asleep for at least a little bit. You take a nap, we're going to stare at you. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Well, we should take watches anyway, I think. I mean, mm -hmm. just in I mean, case yeah. the tree starts beating the crap out of yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, just yeah. all unconscious there. Yeah. I mean, I already, I mean, 
I already took my power nap, so I'll be on first watch then. I'm fairly confident of of my assessment of this object, but feel free. I'll rest with you as well, but probably no more than one other, I would think. I'll stay awake for now. Mm-hmm. I could also stay awake for now. Oh. Uh... Very well, I suppose we'll... I love being a guinea pig. It's, it's, it's just a thrill that goes along with it. <laughs> Don't worry. You really are if a pessimist. The uh, tree tries to kill you, he will pull you away. Quite literally. Probably before it kills you. I do think uh, it's hopefully. really... <laughs> I, do, I do like that you call the uh, the one that's going to go sleep the pessimist as the other three are like... <laughs> nah. Well, I'm just whining, that's all. As you, uh, as you kind of organize this and... Resme and Roshin lay down in these stone beds to, well, test out the sleep tree. Nappy and tree. The the nappy tree. And see how good of a rest <laughs> this can this can give you. I think that's a solid time for us to take our midstream. Alright. So chant. Those of you here in the stream, thank you all for being here. Yes. We're gonna stand up, refill our beverages, use the bathroom, whatever. Uh, you should do the same. Don't sit in one place for four hours motionless, it's bad, but don't go too far. Because when we come back we continue our adventures. We have removed the coven. We have found a lot of very interesting and useful things that they had. And we found a way to waste another two hours <laughs> with very little progress. Well, <laughs> that's not true. No, we've we learned a lot of stuff. No, we, we did two learn a lot of things. Two big rituals, man. We've Those are great. You got to learn things. origin stories. We got we to learn origin stories. Origin role stories. play. This is good stuff. Well, this is, this is a lot of a lot of things have happened. It's just not directly near progress. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we are right just back. no closer to level 10. That's all. We'll be right back. It's anyway. Pathfinder time. You can have your That's technically later. Pathfinder related. <laughs> As we no return nerds. here, Resme has lain down in the spooky murder tree, which she claims is now no longer a spooky murder tree. You just hear as her soul leaves your body, sucked <laughs> by wow. the trees. To take a very nice nap. I want to show you guys. Did not be tree. I hope Paizo's okay with this, because I didn't ask, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want to show you guys a uh, piece of art <laughs> from the very beginning this chapter here. I'm not sure how well it's going to show up on the screen. Oh my god. But, uh, that is the tree tongue. The stone beds underneath the tree. Tree powers activate. Absolutely just huh. swallowing Valoros there. That is a scene that never played out with our party. Everyone just kind of like was in their own beds fighting their own fights. It's also a very interesting liberty on the description of how the tree works. Yeah. Eat, literally it, eating you. Generating a giant mouth. Nom, 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 and nom, just nom. eating people. Maybe that's been some nightmare. kind of ethereal Being eaten by beds. Thing. Well, imagine you're a Paizo artist, right? And someone goes and gives you the concept for this tree, and you're trying to actually paint that, and you're like, so from all from the outside perspective, they're just laying there with a sad expression on their face. <laughs> that doesn't make for good art. You have to work you have to punch it up. I figured they just have like the giant branch holding you on there because that's how it's described to to work. Is that it's the branches of the tree that slam you into the beds and hold you there, but I guess giant bed licky tongue. <laughs> oh god, why are you so good with that sound? <laughs> He's branching out. It also works very well. That could also possibly have been originally that the trap was designed that the beds themselves grappled you, maybe. I mean, things go through iterations and change. The mouth comes off the bed just... <laughs> <laughs> Six mouths instead of six branches. Anyway, you lay down and you lay down. Resume yep. and Roshin. And uh, 
As you do, concerns Roshin may have notwithstanding, the two of you, as you decide to go to sleep, mm. would fall asleep almost immediately. Uh, within a minute. Even given a situation, and again, the relative, not spectacular comfort of the stone beds themselves immediately asleep. I find this really suspicious. I'm going to just kind of walk over and check both of them. Just looking them sure over, make sure no they're duress. still breathing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like not heart palpitations or anything. No. Uh, they both, while well, they seem to be unconscious, they both. <laughs> 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 why? I do believe I understand why she lives outside of town now. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, you would not notice anything out of the ordinary about them. They would both be near motionless, but breathing normally, heart beating normally, just slower to sleep. I think she might have fixed the tree. Mm, I don't trust it at all. I do not either, but let's give it a couple minutes and see what happens. I dig out, I dig into my bag and I pull out one of the potatoes from the stew and I'm just... <laughs> you really went deep in the stool, did you? Not a problem. Not at all. Potato. I'm full for now. Thank you. Potato. Severin curls up no next one to else. me and falls asleep. <laughs> no one else suspicious of this tree. I, don't, I really don't like this tree. I'm suspicious of it. I'm just letting it do its thing for now. What if it's slowly eating their insides and we just can't tell? Well, if it is, then they will be dead in a moment. And we will know. Rasme, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> and you would, you would be able to shake her awake as easily as, as anything else. Like, it's not going to keep her asleep through Buford panicking. What? What? I, you're fine. Yeah, I was having a really nice dream. Well, now okay. you get to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so ominous. <laughs> I just, but okay, was, well, uh, you're just making sure your insides weren't getting eaten or nothing. No, or no, no, I'm grumpy now. You or... woke me up. <laughs> go back to sleep. Perhaps okay. she was okay. having the end of that Tyrannus man. Rise and is unconscious again. God, it's so weird. <laughs> Snuggles up to Severin. <laughs> Who would also immediately fall asleep if he so chose on the bed. <laughs> the bird just plop. Conks out. Caw! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll let them sleep. How long do you think it takes? They will likely wake up when they are done. What are we going to do until then? Uh, stick around. Perhaps go back to Breachill. We have all day. No, 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 Those no. are opposite until, things. <laughs> until then. Until they wake back up again. Well, you have any... Uh, I don't know. What, 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 what do you do to occupy your time? Well, if I'm not eating, drinking, or sleeping, I don't know. We I don't might have... go into town and get me into a good old-fashioned rumble. Okay, say we don't have anyone around here to get into a old, good old-fashioned rumble. What else would you do? Well, we could always explore what uh, what else is around here. We've already done that, though. It would not be bad to just walk around, perhaps find another little disc. Well, I've already looked around here, though. What if we find a magical keg that makes beer? We have now literally moved every rock and looked under every corner. 
we kind of have. There weren't any rocks to look under. You'll know what they mean. Use expression. Oh. Well, they all If you'd like, we could, we could flip coins. I was really hoping you guys had some kind of cool games, well, but I guess not. I'll uh, actually pull a coin out of my pocket. Just a weird-looking silver coin. Not like currency coin. All right, if a you... not currency coin. All right, are we gonna be gambling here? No, if you like, we play game. You guess heads, you guess tails. That sounds like real. I flip coin, I catch coin, slip coin on all. You tell me what you think. We see. Sounds like a really weird game, but all right, let's do it. I'm down for you know new new cultural experiences, and if it's a cool game, it sounds pretty boring, but let's do it anyways. <laughs> all right. So, eh, what do you what do you call? I think you're gonna drop it on the ground. What, <laughs> what do you call coin? Heads, uh, well, or heads, 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 for All sure. All right. So, and it's gonna show as tails. Uh, that was clearly made. That <laughs> no, was... no. When I move my hand, the coin shows as tails. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just. It's not deception. Oh, okay. When I move my hand, it's tails. I, I hmm. just hand straight up off it. It's a tails. You had a fifty percent chance 50%. to make that explanation work really well, and it just didn't go. I your know. It's terrible. <laughs> well, is that the end of the game? No, just wait till past time. You can hmm. continue guessing. <laughs> oh, Tyrannus. <laughs> I feel like we should move a little bit away from her bed. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we can get some muffling the muffled. Sound effect going in between her and there. So, the group of you <laughs> pass the time flipping coins or peeking around the room doing well, whatever. How many times would you let me do this before you got tired of it? Probably as many. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here doing nothing, so if you really want to do it while we're playing Actually, coin toss. Yeah. Well, you'd start to feel a little weird because you'd be wrong every single time. All right. Well, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I would keep going. Once I figured out that it was like a thing, I would see how long you could hold um, it for. Did you take the cauldron with you by chance, or is it still? It's the still room? sitting there. We haven't moved it yet. I'm gonna it's go back to the cauldron. Still, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm gonna try to remember how she magically made stew, so I could do it on the will. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want more potatoes and stew pot and, and what did she say? Scrumptious. <laughs> What was the word? I'll just go up to the pot and be like, okay. We do. <laughs> Let's see if I can get me a, a beef stew. Oh, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> um, what was the funny word that the house made? Um, Scrupix. Scrunkichi. Pulls out his horn. Ah, I remember. Nothing, nothing happens. Just oh. sitting there with. Uh, I just keep going. A third I, of a pot of vegetables. Like must have so. pronounced it wrong. I, I, I keep trying to think of ways to get it to work while that's happening, and they're doing sleepy things. See, I, I coin, would be enjoying flip. it because I your enthusiasm. <laughs> Your, your constant drive to see at what point you'll be right. I would get more enthusiastic. At the beginning, <laughs> not sold. This is stupid. But yeah, at, the yes. beginning, at the beginning, super not sold. And now I'm like really I'm, invested. I'm not doing anything. I'm flipping the coin. Yeah. I'm catching the coin. And it's just you're wrong every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Statistically I like it. I like it. impossible. I like it. Improbable. Don't talk math, buddy. <laughs> 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 Don't you use words like statistics to this man? But uh, after about two hours from when they first laid down, probably outside getting relatively close to noon, still fairly early in the morning, uh, Roshin would kind of naturally start to awaken. And you would feel as if you had slept an entire night. You would feel, like, even though you'd only been awake for like, what, three hours when you just laid down and went to sleep, you'd feel like you'd had a day, had a great night's rest. You don't have like a nap hangover at all. You feel absolutely refreshed like it's a brand new morning. Wow. It's remarkable. And assumedly at some point during that, I could get a lay on hands or something just for the little yeah, bit yeah, that yeah. I still two missing. hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. You deal with that. I'll just put myself back to full. I feel remarkable. What a spectacular rest I've had. Is oh, there's no one around. Resume. Well, it's still probably be in the room somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we walked far corner, enough though, away, yeah. we couldn't hear you mumbling Resume's in your still sleep. Asleep. Yeah, we didn't want to hear any of it. Well, they look that... over, you look at one corner, like, they don't notice immediately because there's no sound. You look over the corner and you see uh, Trishik just flipping a coin and Buddy looking really intense, flipping <laughs> a coin. Ah, the best watch keepers I've ever seen. <laughs> you see Resume curled up, cuddling a falcon, like... Oh, she's adorable. Marshall's nowhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's go up and out, you go turn in the game. She'll, Roshin will just walk over to you, too. Oh, thank you for keeping such a, such a careful watch ah, over us. The... You're awake. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Watch this. <laughs> heads. It's going to be heads. I swear to God. It's going to be heads uh, this time. Put hips. What, the, the 72nd time? Uh, yeah, at least, uh, at least, yeah. In two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll move my hand away, and it'll be tails again. Like I like how every time you yeah I know it, it's wrong. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really good at this. <laughs> so Roshi just kind of looking and and so what? Nah. He's not gotten it right a single time. What the coin flip? Every time, every time I say. It's important to stay awake when on the guard. There's not much going on. We busy ourselves doing this. I suppose it's better than finding a sleep in the other benches. I suppose. All right. How's your sleep, by the way? Spectacular! I feel wonderful! Do I have my spells back, actually? Uh, you need to spend an hour to re-prepare them, but, but you could. Yeah, you absolutely could re-prepare your spells. This is amazing! It's the best sleep of my life I've ever had! <laughs> like, seriously, it's like the first night in years I haven't had dreams of fire and slaughter in my head. It's been spectacular, let me tell you. That was a bit over-familiar and over-share, and I'm terribly sorry about that. Yeah, had, a, had a bit rough, I see. And around now, Resme would start waking up as well. Mm. Oh, look, she's coming around. She's coming around. Seth. And uh, she'll pull some meat out and he'll go, Now we're talking. Now we're talking. This is a nest. My tree. I, I, uh. No, no, no. This is my tree now. You can all go find your own tree. I don't forgot that he spoke. <laughs> oh. That's normal, is it? I'm not still sleeping, is it? More. Recently, the night, yeah. Uh, Normal is a broad word. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm glad I, uh, I mean, I'm glad you got a good sleep. Don't talk about it too much. I'd rather not know. On the other hand. She'll go so red. She'll go so red. She'll blend in with her dress. I'll be like, I'm not listening now. <laughs> And the, we the, had to walk all the way to over here so we would not hear you with the puppy dog eyes. No, no, I ain't, I ain't listening. <laughs> Resume looks so grumpy. <laughs> Severin's like, I was dreaming of Esphis. Well. He was my best friend. Aside from Resume, I, I, I miss him lots. Such is the way of things, I guess. Are, are I you like going to be my friend now? Do we have meat? Well, we have a great deal of vegetable stew in the other room. But uh, aside from that, I suppose I have something dried. If you give it to me, I'll be your friend. Uh, I suppose it's something to... Investing in friendship is something worthwhile. Yes, I'll go along with it. <laughs> my goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come jump on your shoulder. May have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you guys are uh, gonna have to get ready and stuff. I guess I'll go wrangle up Marshall and try and get these. It'll take you guys a while, though. Well, it's a bit to put things together, but honestly, if you wanted to spend the hour the best way you possibly could, resting in one of these benches isn't a bad way to pass the time, I have to say. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Faith level zero. <laughs> I'm glad he had a good time, though, and. Perception. I guess. All 20s. <laughs> We'll uh, spend some time re-preparing. And actually, Roisin looks significant. Like, she's still looked haggard mm-hmm. from the fight. Completely normal after she slept. See, now you won't make fun of the disc, and you'll keep it with you. Uh, 100%. So as uh, as Buddy eventually goes yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. you just see me super frustrated and, like, sweaty a little bit and just, like, screaming at... The, the, the cauldron. I'm just like, I mean, I'm like shaking it. I'm like, give me the food, you stupid. Go- oh, hello. <laughs> you don't really hear them coming at all. Like, I just look and I'm like, I, I see Buddy. I'm like, oh, hello. There's vegetables all over uh, the ground. <laughs> well, um, looks like you're having a good time. Potato. <laughs> No, seems like you've got a good handle on all of them <laughs> potatoes around here. <laughs> Did you drink any more of that wine? <laughs> I haven't seen any more hags, so not yet. I just get really hungry. But you've eaten about half a half a horse by this point. Well, you see, when I go giant and I do it for a really long time, it burns a lot of my personal... Uh, Energy. So, uh, I get really, really hungry. Especially yeah. after that fight. You saw me pass out. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the rest of the party's starting to wake up now, so we should be moving along. You'd, you'd, you'd uh, okay. you're almost, uh, yeah, filled I mean, up. I just start scooping potatoes and carrots into my bag. <laughs> Cooked potatoes <laughs> and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dwarf. The five minute rule. <laughs> So, uh, five minute rule. <laughs> it's been like two hours. <laughs> Resume, They're long minutes. <laughs> Dwarven, Dwarven minutes. <laughs> Dwarven sundials are just massive. Which is funny because they live underground. Exactly. 
You still get the sundial. That's why How's five minutes yet? is We still got more time. It's just blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sundial just has five o'clock right in the middle. <laughs> it's five o'clock everywhere. It's time for a drink. This is why they're alcoholics. I like how all of us <laughs> proceeded to pick up our yep. drinks and take you a You incepted us. Yep. You're welcome. You know what they call that? Operating conditioning. I didn't do it. I just took advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Society did it for me. But, uh, Resume and Roisin, they need an hour or so mm -hmm. to, uh, ready your magics in lieu of your rest. Uh, the rest of you all feeling pretty well up to par now between Buddy's lay on hands and the million tiny potions that Resume has. Uh, with your alchemical tools in here, you'd also be able to prep your daily little potions as well. Okay. Setting together. It's just literally like it's a brand new day. You have a whole lab and alchemical pot. So. Wow. All right, I. Yeah, I love this. This tree is the best. Oh, hello, Harold's table. Harold's table, come in with a raid welcome. We've just gotten a fantastic rest at the magical tree of good dreams Death and happiness. And distraction. <laughs> good dreams and Death happiness. Death and distraction. Formerly known as the tree of death yeah. and destruction. We were just getting ready to get back underway here. And after you are all prepared, you have your things ready, and he's... You know, who's carrying the pot? Are you carrying the pot? It's too bulk. I don't know what your strength looks like. I got plenty. Little dex boy. Okay. I was about to say, I can I would carry. like to point out I have 14 strength. Ooh. Ooh. Big ol' meaty chat over Bulked here. Bulked up rogue. Look, Look at, at this. him go. He's got hands. It's actually, it's actually... Lizard brain, please. Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, My carry capacity is actually really nice. Okay. What were you saying, Brent? Well, it's really funny that I, I've got, like, a ton of strength, but I'm also carrying such heavy stuff that, like, I have no extra. <laughs> See, that's the advantage. I'm carrying... Super Bowl played at two shields and six hammers. <laughs> like... See, between the almost no <laughs> gear and the bag of holding... <laughs> I am literally... I, I think I'm, like, one light bulk away from being overencumbered. That's money. <laughs> I measured that out, and I'm like, okay, I guess I can't take this money with me. Somebody puts a... He puts a potato in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically how it is right That's now. That's the limit. <laughs> yep. We're gonna have to. Uh... So I guess we're ready to go through the gate now. Sure I am. Uh, let's. Uh, I guess we. All right. Let's see where this turns us, and uh, hopefully it takes us someplace actually useful. So this uh, stone gateway on the eastern end of this way station again. Blackened with soot, much like Hunter's Gate had been when you first found it, as if a similar fire had erupted out from this. Uh, but still set in its stone. Again, you, you didn't notice any errors or any problems with the setup like Hunter's Gate had had. It, it seems to be perfectly operational. All it's left to do is to poke it. Touch the key. And as you connect Eclipse to this new Waygate... It explodes and everyone dies immediately. No, uh. So you really wanted to play that new, that new adventure <laughs> path, huh? I don't even know what it is yet. It's only 45 minutes. But uh, as we, when you'd come in here, the cold metal touches to the stone, and immediately, like the surface of water, it ripples throughout to the edges of the archway. The stone itself being replaced with this swirling, gray, impermeable mist. Just a frame. Of almost a light cloud with yet more question marks on the other side of it. 
But it opens up perfectly fine. All right. In we go. Shield up. <laughs> I get back behind the two of you, and we go on through. Here we go. As you make your way out through the back of this mist, you would step forth into a cavern. Not particularly large, but seemingly natural. Just a stony cave around 30 feet or so across in most directions. About twice as wide as the gateway itself as you come through. Uh, much like the far end of Hunter's Gate, Dream Gate itself appears to just be freestanding near the back of this cavern. This marble archway still this strange effervescent mist filling the middle. As you step out, the cave is not dark. Uh, in fact, it doesn't even appear to be particularly deep. It's maybe 40, 45 feet in front of you. You can clearly see the exit and the bright sunshine of the, uh, well, not even the afternoon yet, just about the noon coming down and you can't see a horizon. You can hear, even through the outside of the cavern, the sound of birds singing, gulls calling, and crashing surf. Hmm. Mm. The coast. Is that the ocean? I haven't been to the ocean since I was a little girl. I ain't never been to the ocean. This should be pretty cool. I guess we uh, keep moving out. Before we go, should we put the key in the bag of holding? Uh, yes. Uh, well, first I'll close the gate once we're all out. Uh, you can actually close the gate. It just kind of closes okay. after a few minutes. And then I'll put the key away. Stashing all of that, you make your way out to the mouth of this cave and emerge onto a very bright and sunny cliffside. Now, you're on a landing about halfway up the an ocean-facing cliff. And out before you, all you can see is the sparkling blue of the ocean. As the waves crash against the rocks about 40 or so feet below you, the top of the bluff up above is about 50 feet higher. Above you is a fairly sheer rock face, uh, but it does not seem like it would be a terribly difficult ordeal to work your way down the much more slanted and if gravelly lower half of this down to the base of the cliff itself. What, is it, what do we see down there? Uh, looking down, I mean, uh, everything before you is ocean. And looking out to your left is more ocean. But I mean, like, but, down the cliff face. Like, uh, directly you, you, below us. You see there's, a, like, down some way above. It, it, it kind of bevels out, almost curved. So you'd be climbing down pretty much to a stony beach. That looks to be kind of abandoned. You, you don't really see anything there. It's just like you're at just a regular rocky beach. Mm. Waves hitting and rolling up through it. But it'd be level enough for you to stand on. Uh, some decent distance away from the surf. Surf's not pounding a hard wall or anything. And what's a, above us? Above like, you is a pretty solid rock cliff face. Like the, the, the slope of the cliff. No, like, tree kind of overhanging over the top or uh, anything? You can see that there are certainly, at the top of this appears to be some grasses and shrubs, but there's no large so overhanging like visible trees. It doesn't appear to be desert at all. It looks like it is, uh, there's vegetation of some kind. Looking out to your right as you emerge, you can actually see the land curves away much further into view. And you can see a kind of sparsely forested grassland rolling out before you as far as you can see off in the distance. And with your vantage point about 30, 40 feet up, that's a pretty decent distance. Uh, about a half mile away down that coastline 
is a relatively small little village uh, with a little simple dock jutting out into the water. Smoke rising from several buildings. That looks like a good place to find out where we are. Um, can we reach it easier from the from the beach below? Yeah, you or go can down we... and you just go straight along. Well, the coast if we were on the cliff, would it be easier to get there? It doesn't really look like it'd be meaningfully different. It's down at sea level, so this cliff kind of works its way down over about a quarter of a mile that direction anyway. So you can climb it up just to kind of make it. It doesn't look like it'd be harder either way. Okay. Uh, but does anyone want to make me a perception check? Sure. Sure. I mean, literally everyone can do this because we're all out here looking around. Yeah. 34. Yeah. 17. 25. 28. Oh, I guess you don't have to roll one if you don't want to. I just figured. Um, uh, 22. So, all of you minus, whoever said 17 over here. That was me. <laughs> minus Roisin, as you're looking, you see the smoke rising from assumably a couple of chimneys. Looks like a quaint, small little fishing hamlet, perhaps. The rest of you would notice that the smoke curling up does not actually appear to be coming out of any chimneys or ovens, but from smoldering buildings. Uh, oh. Decent portions of the city appear to be aflame. And uh, those of you that got above a 25, which might have literally been all of you. Okay, whoever got... Yeah, no, definitely you two got above a 25. I got a 25. Okay, so all three of you then would also notice that the uh, there's a ship moored at the town's docks, which does not... I mean, doesn't seem out of the ordinary at all normally. But the ship does seem pretty massively oversized mm. compared to the size of the town. <clears throat> I do believe that the town is under attack. They would be in best interest to go help and perhaps get a lay of land. You can make that out from here. He's a lizard man. I mean, he's got a, probably has really good vision. I mean, well, even I can see that. It does appear to be a burning town in big boat, small town. Doesn't make sense. Makes sense to me. Uh, well, I suppose we should hurry on over there then, uh, before they destroy all evidence. We have no idea where we are. Would uh, we also, like to go saving up? Saving the town would be a good idea, I think. Yeah. Would we like to go up or down? Uh, it'd be easier for me to go down. You know, I've got like, gravity and whatnot. Um, is this uh, is this um, that cave easily seen? Like, are we gonna lose it forever? Um. Knowing where it is, it. it doesn't seem like <laughs> <laughs> And they never found their way back. Oh no, where it's is a, it? It is pretty hidden. It's, it's far enough away as the coast, even though it kind of lazily curves out into view. Uh, without knowing where it was, it would be almost impossible to just happen upon. Okay. There's no obvious path or anything but to it. But since we've but, been there. But okay. yeah, knowing okay. where you are and knowing vaguely uh, where it is relative to that town, this cliffside. I can literally it, climb up and down the yeah, cliff until would, I find it. It would certainly not, yeah, you got climbing lizard, man. It would yeah. certainly be no real challenge to find it again later. Right, just making sure I don't want to be stuck here forever. <laughs> you don't um, even know where here is. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why I don't want to be stuck here forever. <laughs> I'm actually going to send Severin on ahead to scout since he and I can share a sense. Okay. So, uh, as Severin flies out towards the town, the rest of you have to either make your way up or down to continue. I suppose down, down works. Down. If, down. If, if, if down's down, we can get there easier going down, that's fine. Now, with, while it's not massively difficult, if you are not particularly physically inclined, i.e. not even trained in athletics, it might be kind of a hard time. Uh, perhaps if anyone has... Rope and python, I can give us a safe way I'm, down. I'm, I'm fine. I just stroll down a mountain. Wand of <laughs> yeah, Dimension Door. 
I have a 19, but okay. Yeah. Right, the athletic check. Like... Uh, 19 and 17. Yeah, That's you just, lot. you absolutely can just walk down it like it's nothing. Like, it doesn't even like require you to use your hands or climb. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> with, your, with your wand and a quick incantation, you just teleport Omnibus down to the base of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure all the rest of you are at least experts in athletics. Yeah. Uh, I am only trained. Do you want to roll me yours as well? That's that a, is a, the most cocked d20 I've ever seen. It actually is the most cocked d20 I've ever I seen. I mean, if you're not confident, I can literally so tie. Oh, that's a 19. 19 plus fine. 15 yeah. is You two are at least experts. I can just walk. Oh, yeah, you Cliff's got I have you a climb speed. No <laughs> so uh, you're all able to make your way down to the base of this without any proper difficulty. Uh, it takes you a little bit, a little other than, I mean, obviously. I, I don't want to break an ankle. walk down there like nothing, but you're covered in full plate and don't want to turn to a bowling ball rolling into the ocean. So, uh, Ditto. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hold your hand on the way down, make sure you don't fall. By the time, I need my hand for balance. By the time the group of you are uh, reconvened down at the base of this, just a few feet away from the surf rolling up the stony beach, uh, Severin would be making his way over towards the town. And as he flies over, you can see a uh, few things. You, you can see that there are buildings of flame and smoldering. As he flies over, you see a massive blast of fire on one side to consume another building. Uh, there are not a ton of bodies throughout the streets. Uh, it doesn't appear to be a massive like murder spree that's going on here, though admittedly there are certainly some. Uh, the ship docked in the town's really tiny quay, really just an individual pier sticking out as massive, uh, with a full complement of crew on the decks, uh, seemingly watching in, joking, just looking as the town burns. And notably, you see a group of really well-armed and armored men and women dragging a different pair of men in chains Manacles clamped around their hands and feet toward the center of town. Um, it it seems like um, pirates, maybe? Somebody's taken somebody prisoner, and most of the town is on fire. Hmm. We should really hurry. Of course. Sounds like a slaver raid. Is what I was thinking. Uh, I'm gonna cast uh, Long Strider on our f- dwarf friend over here since he is not well, very quick. We did realize he does actually have the same speed as everybody. Oh, else he does. Okay. Because uh, yeah. I did not realize that you're. I knew that having the strength score for armor removed the armor check penalty. It also reduces the speed penalty, so his speed penalty is zero from his armor. So, oh, and you're uh, not wearing. He's wearing medium. He's wearing medium. Ah, yeah. So, that uh, explains it. Okay. So he actually is 25, just like everyone else. It's actually Buddy that's slower than everybody. No, I'm 25 now too because I took fleet. So, oh, ro- so, so. Ro- Roshin's actually the slowest because she only moves 20 because she so, has her full play. Well, then so you'll Roshin's get long strider. The slow tank. <laughs> <laughs> I can go quicker, but only in short bursts. So. Mm, I cannot. I go exactly my speed, <laughs> and then I stand Roshin's there. Roshin's an oracle, which has to mean she has to be complicated. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, Longstrider and Roshin, then? Yeah. And the group, you start to make your way out towards the town. <laughs> uh, now, as you're moving towards the town, what are you doing? And I will point out now, there is a, uh, there is another exploration activity that I don't believe has literally come up in nine levels yet, hmm. and that is hustling, which only really matters if everybody does it, but that lets you basically double move. Hmm. Uh, and you can do it for 
10 minutes times your con modifier without having to start making checks against fatigue. Now, that town's only about a half mile away. So does anybody have less than 14 con? So, uh... But she's also an elf. But I also have, um... I can uh, chug a cheetah's elixir and turn on my bracelets of dashing, and I can get there way sooner than them and be invisible, so I can wait for them without anyone seeing me. Bracelets of dashing only last a minute. Bracelets of dashing can last like one minute. That's it's not going to make a difference in the amount of time to get over there. I mean, it'll help a little bit, but uh, cheetah's elixir 10. will help. Cheetah elixir is 10 minutes. Cheetah elixir, will, what does that do? Uh, it gives me um, plus 10 feet movement speed. Okay. So, so with that, it wouldn't be quite as fast as hustling, but if everyone's hustling and you use that, uh, if you if you want, that'd be the fastest way to get there. But mm-hmm. no one is seeking or raising your shield or anything. You're focusing on focusing on moving quickly. That's fine. So what do you guys want? I'm just saying that's an option. What do you guys want to do? And that seems like the most realistic option. Well, While we're on the way over, we can discuss. Well, what to I mean, do. it's uh, the it's not like the boat's going to be moving anywhere all that fast because they've got. I mean, they would have to get all those people on the boat. I don't know about walking in there just uh, blindsiding them. Uh, it might be better to go in with a with a plan a bit. Running in with a sword blazing might be. Well, we have plenty of time to make plan on the way over. Are you suggesting that the pirates are going to be able to? I, I don't think that the pirates strike quickly. I would think. Uh, then again, I didn't get a good look at the place. Did it look like they were in a rush? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't looking. But I mean, if they've got the whole town burned down and everybody in chains, they have no rush to go anywhere, do they? I suppose it makes sense. Perhaps it doesn't sit right with me to just take a leisurely stroll while a town burns. Yeah, it won't help if we get killed the first thing when we get over there before we can help anyone, though. Well, perhaps we could sabotage both a little bit. Make it so that they cannot leave. We'd have to get there first, wouldn't we? Yes, but if we have planned now, we know what to do later. Well, like I mean, half I... mile. It's not, it's not that far. Yeah, we can plan while we're on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you guys are going, yeah. talking. So we're, mean, we're at least I'd... walking and heading there right, right. now. Okay. If we, uh, I mean, if we want to, uh, I, I ain't saying that I'm totally against hustling. I'm just saying that uh, I'm. I doubt they're undefended. They probably have some. Oh, I'm sure they're. Un- they're, they're I'm sure they're defended. Uh, but then again, perhaps not so much. Uh, if they haven't, uh, if they've, if they've, if this town offered no resistance, uh, they might have. I doubt they've set out pickets. Probably aren't expecting anybody either. We could probably sneak up on them if we want to. I don't think. I'm not very good at sneaking. You yeah, might have I heard mean, me clinking. Some of us are much better at sneaking than others. Uh, I can help you with that. If you would like, I could go underwater and get the boat that way. They would not find me. I could make them invisible. If you can uh, get a hold of the rudder and uh, cut the steering line to it, they'd only be going nowhere except in circles. That's the plan. Okay. That'd be a pretty good plan to me. That's fine. Even if we, uh, yeah, I feel like that'd be a great idea. We can approach under stealth while you sabotage the boat. I mean, we wouldn't even have to be in stealth. We'd be a great cover for him. That's true. <gasps> oh, that's an even We'd better. be drawing a great deal we of attention. Not, yeah, we do not all need to be sneaking. I simply need distraction long enough to get the boat. I mean, the Did you say distraction? Already... Exactly. <laughs> and I think you have plenty of people eager and willing to provide such a distraction. <laughs> All right, sounds like a plan. Are we uh, hu- uh, so are we hustling or not? Yes, <laughs> I think we'll hustle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll hustle till we get at least close enough that I feel I could stealth away, uh, get to the boat underwater. So as you uh, drink a cheetah's elixir, um, since you are not, I mean, you you can hustle. You can still hustle. You'll just need to make a like a constitution check, a fortitude save. 
Um, I would prefer not to hustle okay. if I can't even. So what are you what are you doing then? Because you can then be seeking or something. I'm gonna be everyone's still gonna be going a little faster and comfortable, so they're still. Like, I'm gonna be hustling. seeking through Severin. Okay, so uh, as the group you move, breaking into a bit of a faster jog as you drink this potion to keep up with everybody, uh, you rush towards this small village. Uh, it's peril becoming more and more apparent as you get closer, as. Some of the flames, the the burning the burning buildings start to catch more. Flames licking against the sky, visible from hundreds of yards away, uh, as the smoke starts to billow and expand. Thicker, darker columns rolling up from different places. Uh, the ship does not appear to move at all as you approach. But as you get near the outskirts of the town, uh, the quay with the ship is... Near the center, a little past it away, so about a hundred yards or so through the town itself. You, are you breaking off immediately? Or are you moving through some of the town until no. you get near it? No, I'm. Once we get to about that point where we're coming up on the outskirts of town, I'm going to dash out across the surface of the water and then dive under. Literally across the surface, seventy-five feet. So out. as he starts to run out, uh, maybe a perception check with seven. As this is well before you start, as you're approaching the edge of this. Uh, it's a 24. Uh, 24, as you see down, not too far from where you're approaching the town, uh, you see a man who looks fairly well-built, but older, a little past middle age with a completely shaved head, no beard or anything, uh, getting hauled out of a building, the door broken inward by a pair of these men. Scurvy knaves? Uh, yeah, uh, a woman and a male dwarf hauling him out while the dwarf claps manacles on his legs as they drag him. Now, there's two more of them behind him, so there's four of them there total, as well as a fairly massive Greyford boar, which is held almost on like an iron chain leash by one of the men standing a little bit further back. Well, he's pulling and sniffing and snorting at it towards the man as they haul him out of the house. This is maybe 100 feet from you or so, not too far, like just inside the hamlet. Um, looks like we have uh, somebody taking a man prisoner with a pet boar to intimidate people, or you know, I, yeah, I, I have no idea. Quite dangerous. But uh, make a really good bacon. Let's go That's jump true. them and see if we can't free him. It's as good a place to start as any. It's fine by me, I suppose. I feel like we may want to slow down. Yeah, we'll slow down a bit. All right. So as you uh, ready yourselves, what are y'all doing? Um, um, I'm going to cast heroism. On myself. Okay. Um, I'm gonna switch to stealthing. Okay. Giving yourself a little pep talk on like how to be a hero. And you're like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. It's have funnier to... that way than just saying Krogok. Just out at the ready and just uh, keep my eyes peeled. All right. Got my shield up. Shield up and Trishik. I'm in the water. Are you still forking off of the water? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this is a little more like in. This isn't gonna be anywhere near. Oh, this is before we're like near this the. Like boat. she calls out, like as you're going. No, the, the boat's a little ways. Like it's okay. inside a hammer, basically. It's not like you're not yeah, you're walking out of the boat. Oh, so you could come with us on this one and then peel off later when we're because the boat's on the other side of the hamlet. Unless okay. you wanted to just try to like run well, around if the entire I, hamlet. No, if I see that this is coming up, I'd be stealthing. So probably like up against the building. Alrighty, so the group you come around, uh, come around this first building. And by the time you actually get there, around to a well near the outside of town, in the middle of a couple of various homes here, none of these aflame, none of these terribly damaged, uh, 
some smashed doors and windows, a cart with a wheel bashed off of it not too far down this uh, simple cobbled street in front of you. You would see that they have got him fully bound and put up almost with like a... Open a juggernaut. <laughs> a big leather mask and muzzle over the front of his face is attached to the manacles that he has in front of him as he's shuffling, just being dragged along by one of the men. And the dwarf has Wait, the man taken... has the mask and muzzle? Yeah, the guy okay. they captured. Okay. Has the muzzle on. As the dwarf now leads the boar. As you come around here into view um, with Resme hiding, so I'll put you over here and Shik, will you hide sneaking as well? Yeah. The two of you in cover around this building. They see the three large folk mm-hmm. of the party in big ol' armor and with a big ol' X come into view. The dwarf turns immediately and the big hog kind of snorts and spreads, taking a bit of a stance. The dwarf gestures at you with a big two-headed flail. Each end just a ball of iron spikes. Ah! You must drop your arms and surrender. We'll have to kill you, but we will. Uh, I'm so glad we're on the same page here. And uh, he just kind of motions back to the man and woman behind him that aren't leading the guy. Take them! Oh, adorable. Some playthings. They're coming to us. How considerate. Shall we? And they draw out a rapier. They each draw out rapiers and come to approach you. <laughs> Bastard sword shield. <laughs> and I think around at that point's probably where we roll an issue. Woo! Hey, that's pretty decent. Uh, not too bad. Would you say where I'm standing is considered greater cover? For what purpose? Stealth. You don't get that. To, you're not getting that to initiative for initiative. No, you but for that. hiding. Yeah, but you're, not, you're rolling initiative. Yeah, no, I, ha- I already have my initiative for okay. hiding purposes. Yeah, I mean, you're completely out of view, so, I mean, they, you wouldn't be rolling stealth like they can't see you. You're, like, not in line of sight. You're far little. And we can, I can switch you and Resume if you want. I just kind of put you there. If you want to be I would to realistically corner. be in the front, probably. That's kind of what I thought. So I'll move you two around. And then give you... Unless Resume wants to stay <laughs> An angry dwarf man? No, no. Ooh, angry dwarf man. Uh, let me give you... A so trio. None of the people on the map are the prisoners. The prisoner is the guy in the back. Okay. This is the guy right here. Yes. Okay. I don't actually have a token for the guy in the back, so if you want to just put this little area that we've been using for Marshall, I can go ahead and go there. Works for me. And here is a pigu. Pigums. Piggy. That's a big old pigums. His name is Bacon. And Edward. Very large. Very short. For the resub. So. Very shortly, it will be Bacon. Yeah. Resume. We got for initiative. 30. 30? How about you, Roshin? Uh, Roshin has 29. Upstage again. And Marshall? 26. Yeah. He's so far away from me now. 25. 25. I'm just counting. We're counting <laughs> with the two perception crew. 29. So. Who wants to go first between you and Roshin? Uh, Trushi can go first. Okay. Alrighty. And then I'm going to roll. Dorf. Dorf is kind of just ordering everyone around. He's not particularly interested in rushing forward immediately. He's chilling. He's very not interested. <laughs> I'm going to get Pigu. Getting a 28. So he's like right in the middle here. And then I'm going to roll 
and three little boys together, so I don't have 29,000 initiative tokens. As they're already moving forward and pretty ready, they're going to be right up here. Oof. And it becomes pretty evident that you guys are not interested in immediately coming with them. That's that's relatively clear to everybody <laughs> that you are going to stand and fight, but they are completely okay with that. So... This one here can, in two moves, rush up to Buddy, the closest, rapier in hand, and lash out with a quick, almost running thrust. Uh, you were flat-footed. And it's going to be for a 24. And I'm braced. He's obviously running straight for me, and I can just plant and kind of brace into it. As that clanks off the second one behind. Um, we're going to come in with him. He sees this man completely failing. He's like, I can do it. Well, <laughs> what they need is two people fighting buddy yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a 30 on your flat-footed. And that exactly hits. On your flat-footed? On my flat-footed, because I have my crap. shield raised. Yeah. We have um, reached high-level Pathfinder. And he just hooks it under my shield and just manages to scrape it across. And uh, that is going to catch you for 18 points of piercing damage. The third, still holding on to the prisoner, is going to turn around and uh, yell something back at him. You you see him turn and yell back in motion with his hand, and the prisoner kind of gets down on his knees. He'll turn back around and draw a dagger in his other hand and just kind of wait. Resume. Um, Resume will uh, come out. um, Actually, Resume's going to hold. Okay. Dr. Sheik, then. Would I have been able to get eyes on the dwarf before the combat started? From the corner, you can see, uh, you can see everyone. You could definitely have a mark for death before okay. it starts here. Doesn't do anything for now, but just potentially for later. So, I'm going to raise up my bow, peek around the corner, and unleash an arrow at the unsuspecting dwarf. All right, he indeed, he too is flat-footed. Four, a, mm, I'm gonna re-roll that. That's Zero a three. Mm. Let's try that again. To a four. Slightly better. Slightly that better. That is better. That's a twenty-three, 23 against his flat foot. Exactly hit his flat foot. Ah, nice. it made a difference. Hey. It made a difference. Exactly on his flat foot. That arrow will just barely catch him as he doesn't know you're there and he's not paying attention. Remember, and kids, that one point matters. Yeah. This, this old dwarf here. He's got some pretty good chainmail on, but that's just going to kind of catch him uh, right in the side, hidden hard enough just to pierce through that. And he's going to take 17 damage and is now bleeding. Okay. Nice. And then I will scamper up to the top of this building. Alrighty. How tall is it? Uh, it's probably only about 10 feet tall. It's just a standard little home. Okay. And then from there... I will shoot one of the guys directly in front of me here. I'll shoot the closest of the two. 
second to see if I can put you up here in a way that's... There we go. Is that the dice case that we use? Yeah. Can do that by just doing this. And I'll just put you up there. You can definitely get up there one move. Yeah. And I'll shoot the closest guy directly down here below me. Okay. Four. A 22. So just kind of hastily turning around and plinking the ground. No, these these uh, ones up front with the rapiers are not nearly as armor, but the leather armor is going to do enough to glance that arrow to the side. Pretty hasty shot. And uh, before we go to Roshin here, a hero point... Ooh. Kados is super ready, literally falling mm. out of his mouth. A hero point for Marshall, just in case he needs that extra point for some heavy axing from Smootsy9. And Much before, appreciated. And before Ro Roshin goes, I'm actually going to step in now that he's out of my way and I can actually see something without hitting him. That's the plan. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the Source is like... Oh, uh, dwarf is bleeding. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, I haven't. Okay. Um, and uh, Inferno... Uh, and she'll throw her uh, one action p produce flame at the. Uh, I thought you were about to say fireball. No. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, the, uh, the guy closest to buddies. Okay. And he will be flat footed to me because I do have surprise attack and I rolled stalled for initiative. You didn't you beat, you beat, you him. beat him. You beat him, though, so he's not no. flat footed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. So that's going to be a 31. 31 will hit him. He makes that noise. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. right? Five, Fire. yeah. Uh, D4s, right? No, D5, uh, D6s. Produce flame C4s. You're right. I'm done. That'll be 13 points of fire damage, and he is on fire. That's on uh, a crit. Critically hit him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, two actions left. Um... With my second action, um, she'll uh, tempors and she'll try to slow uh, the one she didn't hit. Okay. Uh, so he'll, he needs to make me a will? Four to save. save. Physically, oh, it always physically never, slows him. I never remember that. We'll get there eventually. Uh, he's going to get a 22 on that save. He's going to fail. Uh, and he's going to be uh, slowed uh, one for a minute. So as he starts to slow down, he's the one who successfully hit, buddy, and as he pulls that rapier back, he physically starts to move a little slower. <laughs> Rushing. Oh, no. He <laughs> <laughs> made it sticking, buddy, for longer. It's probably not great from his angle. Uh, so Roshin, um, is, this is this is perfect. There's no, like, grand, horrendous thing happening yet. We'll see what happens when that boar gets over here. But uh, she'll just raise her shield, step up right next to buddy, and bring her uh, sword down in a slash. Uh, at that road right in front. Uh, so that's going to be a 24. As you, uh, as you swing down at him as he starts to slow, uh, even starting to slow, he pivots reactively to try to dodge a bit out of the way, and that swing is going to miss. Okay. I'll ask my three actions. And uh, hey, you. Yeah, screen's so far away. <laughs> Igu. Is, uh, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit because it's one of those. Uh, all of these are Age of Ashes specific, of course, two of them are NPCs, and then Super Pig. Uh, they're in three different places in the book. So We have those cute little, like, tags. I do things. have it marked, but I still have to flip around a lot. Mm. Uh, Pigu, let me get another thing to mark this other one, too. And I'll just fill this with blinded cards. Uh, is going to rush forward as the dwarf lets go of his chain. 
And he is just going to stampede up to this corner, up past where the guys are attacking. And uh, he is a pretty well-trained Pigu. As he runs in... He's about to be some well-trained bacon He's going to come around the corner and uh, focus in on the same target that these uh, the man and the woman are already attacking, which is Buddy. As he comes actually squealing in here, swinging up with his tusks for a 32. And that'll, uh, that'll hit. This pig, you can see as it comes forth, uh, he loses the chain, rattling behind him across the cobblestone as the pig runs. His tusk has been fitted with uh, a spiked cap on one end and uh, several almost like bangles with bits of needles and sharp metal sticking out mm. in random directions uh, on random areas. Its Lovely. eyes blood red as it rushes forth. And it's going to smash you for 14 points of piercing damage. Okay. And, and as it connects, colliding with your lines here, it is going to let forth an e- yeah, like a hair-raising squeal as it connects. Okay. I need everybody to make me a will save. A will save? Oh, boy. Including hmm. these two idiots. Oh, I got a natural 20, so. Cool. 25? Okay. I guess I'll give you a session to go for that. I don't know what... I don't know what evil Pigu is going to do to me. He's going to squeal. That's slightly better. Oink. Remember, slightly better has already mattered once this fight. That's true. 26. Okay. Uh, 24. 34. Natural 20. The 24, uh, only resume around the corner seeing this oh, thing. Actually, 16 plus 9 is uh, 25. 25. Never so. mind. Nothing happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who knew? Man, that one point. So, uh, that, that salt look. But as he, as he squills out, the one guy who dodged back from rushing who seemed to be a little slowing down is a little unsettled by even those pigs on his team here. What is this kind of a horrifying noise it lets out? All right, Marshall. Oh, the piggy wants to play. I'm just going to pick him up and take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Chugging my wine. You're about to go ham. Where's your character? <laughs> Within reach. I drink my wine, go into rage, then uh, I hulk out and get huge. Oh. Because why not? Because why not? Become because large. why not? What, uh, so do you want to be, be right up on him or do you want to be back? Because you got reach, but I mean, you were like right in the middle. I'm going to be right so, on that pig. Yeah, okay, right up to the pig. I just hold, I just, just tower over this pig and they're like, here, piggy, piggy. <laughs> Smash. Uh, maybe not so much on that one. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know, you want to do it. I, 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 I really want to do it. Smash the pig. You want bacon. Oh, same me? thing. I got the same exact The cursed role. die. All right. Um, I mean, it's a 21. 21 as you slam down, you're just barely going to graze this pig. Almost, but uh, not a solid enough hit to do any damage to him. He's got very coarse pig hairs. Buddy. So I'm going to, uh, as the pig runs by and it kind of, uh, it's, uh, it 
gives me a good solid boot, I would say. Uh, as it does that, I'm going to try and grab the train uh, and try and uh, hook it around one of the front legs. Uh, this is after I drop my hammer because okay. hammers were never useful in the first place. <laughs> and I'm going to wrap it around that leg and try and yank it out and just try and uh, get it to trip. Trip a pigger. What is up with all these threes, guys? I rolled three twice in a row. I know. Okay, I'm gonna use stopping that. Okay, come Suck on. Less. This time for real. Oh, much better. That is much better. Okay, so um, that is a thirty-seven. Thirty-seven will critically succeed, knocking the pig to the ground and dealing a d6 of bludgeoning damage. Nice. <laughs> There's no room to tilt him. Um, wrinkle up the picket. Oink. <laughs> and then um oh no i mean oink <laughs> <laughs> and then as i have this uh pig uh held i'm grasping this chain and i'm actually just with my other leg with my left leg i'm just gonna boot this guy next to me as hard as i can trying to shove him back oh, the guy right in front Make, of you or the slowed guy uh the one right in front of me okay. uh which is only a oh it's minus five so that's uh actually just a 19. 19 still gonna push him back. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, nice. So the ones that charge you the rapiers do not seem very physically formidable. They're much more like dancing fencers, and as he gets catch a boot, he scoots <laughs> back five feet. Do you wanna follow him? Uh, no. Okay. That seems. Yeah. Like Would a you poor like to decision. flank yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as I see that, and he actually just like is a flimsy guy. I'm going to look at the other one <laughs> and, uh, and bring that leg, uh, bring that leg that shoved him, uh, bring it down and bring the other leg and try and shove the next guy. You're just stomping on the <laughs> people. This is great. Um, okay, so then... You might have actually got uh, yeah, with a minus a, 10. A, with a minus 10, that's a 24. Yep, that pushes That's it. hilarious. <laughs> you boot one, you boot the other. They're chess pieces. <laughs> The enemy comes up, we're the line. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you kick him back. This dwarf, kind of casually, not moving particularly quickly. Well, he's a dwarf. Saunters a bit forward, reaching up to his back with his free hand. I guess it's his free hand. And uh, unsheathing a javelin and calls out, That there beast pretty well trained. You come back if I caught him. And just looses the javelin out towards Roshin, who's got a perfectly clear shot now between his two allies. One more page. All three of these stat blocks are on different pages. Or a 23. A 23, uh, Roshin's just gonna casually uh, flick her shield and knock the javelin aside. As he loses it, it kind of bounces off. He just puts his hand up, the other one with the flail. Oh, you want me to call him? Trust me. Drop your weapons. Last chance. And. You have to do something scary before you intimidate someone. That's how it works. Oh, the, uh... battle cry! Oh. <laughs> no, I'm scary. <laughs> no. Speaking of doing scary things, um, I could do. Scary I don't things. actually think that they were within thirty feet of you. They actually may not have been. Oh, okay. Thing. I don't feel so bad now. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like here. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one who got shunted up is going to step forward to Buddy, drawing a dag uh, dagger in his offhand as he thrusts out with the rapier once more towards you for a. Towards you for a natural one, so uh, that's not. Oh, and it's a <laughs> tiny, and it's a tiny dagger. No, but the rapier is thrust. Oh, oh, oh I thought you grabbed the dagger. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Still, just the armor. Like Clatter. people are not used to like 
solid tin cans walking up to them. The other one, as he steps forward almost around the well, so it's a little harder for you guys to get a direct uh, positioning on her, uh, slowly moves, uh, fainting one side with the rapier before twisting from the other towards Roshin. Or a 34. Uh, 34, actually, it's going to slip her defense. Uh, she uh, overcorrects to the faint side. You're going to take seven points of piercing damage from a still a bit of a glancing hit here. And the dwarf was bleeding from you. Yes. One. <laughs> and Jultas uh, Fulchak. And uh, the same wound will open up on the rogue. And he has 2d6 persistent bleed now. Way more bleeding than the dwarf, who is not bleeding anymore. I'll just get the card here for the other guy. Uh, in the back, the other one seems more intent on keeping the uh, prisoner in line, but still is waiting at a decent distance here. Rogue takes 11 bleed damage at the end of his turn. Oh, yeah, it's his turn right now, so he's immediately going to take that. Um, and that is going to continue. Trishik. I'm going to step up to the edge, look down at the uh, very loud noise of the pig getting knocked over, and look over at the dwarf. You call him back. See if it works when he's bled out. And I'm going to unleash three arrows down into the flat-footed pig. How's it flat-footed? Because it's prone. Oh, it is prone. That's true. <laughs> I actually forgot I was on the ground. So it's just a sideways pin cushion. Yep, that's a 29. Like that'll hit him. That is a 25. 25 will hit him. And that is a natural one on the third attack. I'll just take that. You got him with two arrows. So, first one. Mm. 5, 22 with d6 bleed. Okay. Pig is now also bleeding. So. Who's already bleeding? Oh, wait, now he's bleeding. And then 14, no, 16. Right. On the second, and that is it. Just plink, plink, solid plink. salvo of arrows landing two of these, thudding solidly into the side of the board here. You can see blood starting to seep out, but the board just seems more angry than anything. Resme. Um, Resme seeing that things have become a little close in uh, for her taste, um, will uh cast out and a small little kind of shock will go through um, the guy in front of her and she will try to trip him telekinetically and put him down in front of Buddy. Okay. So that's going to be a 29. 29 will trip him. <laughs> the rogues came up expecting a fight and instead they're the ones who ended she up flat-footed. <laughs> and then uh, she'll shield up. Alrighty. That'll bring us to Roshin. Well, I just had a rogue get knocked <laughs> down right in front of me. It doesn't get much better than that. Obviously, I'm going to bully the rogue. I'm going to totally bully that rogue. Um, first, though, she'll shield up, and then she'll swing down with her sword. Uh, so first attack is going to be a 27. Uh, 27's absolutely going to add a more right. So that's uh, 11 plus 4. 15, and he's got persistent bleed. I think he was the only one who wasn't. Uh, second attack on that same guy is only a two on the die. I doubt that's going to do anything. Yeah, it's not even over. Yeah, it's like a 16. Yeah, no. 
Okay. Um, and uh, that's a. Um, so he's got persistent bleed now as well, D6. Everyone's it's bleeding the bleed everywhere. party. Sorry, you've got <laughs> between the two of us. I'm just going to hold on to this, and it's your job to remember who's bleeding <gasps> at the end of the turn. The okay. hemophiliax. Uh, and we're done. <laughs> See you guys next week. No. Are we not? Uh, yeah, we but, are very soon, though, so give me yeah. damage. I, I, I did. Oh, what did you say? 14. Oh, I was very distracted 15. by the... Uh, oh, yeah. I, it was uh, 15, 15 slashing. Oh, my mistake. All right, and he's also bleeding. All righty. And then Pig here is going to, you know, stand back up because it's very upset about being on its side. Blink. Oh, oh. oh. While oh, injured. No, While injured, only appears to be so injured. And it's just going to lash out towards this ginormous man swinging an axe next to him because that's spooky. Swinging tusks up towards you for a 31. That hits. And then slapping and it, his head the other way toward... Oh. And it's going to worry that it's uh, this this axe is very large. And it's going to question its decision whether it's going to split its head and open by hitting him. And just question it momentarily. The pig only knows hate. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the grim darkness. We thought it was just, you know... Just operating out of love for its master, but no, it's just mm -hmm. an evil pig. It's the angriest pig ever. Uh, it's gonna go ahead and take the enfeeble and the reduced damage there. And Marshall, you are going to take 17 points of piercing damage, minus so, whatever. Minus 10 from me. So oh, 7 so I... points of piercing damage. So, 7? Yeah, it's 7. Okay. You have your 10 HP, too. So I, I, it's actually I, it, it doesn't even take <laughs> yeah, it's not even all of it. It only takes like a chunk. Uh, and then it's gonna lash its head towards Buford. With a natural 20, actually. So it's ah. going to be a 32. Which, um, uh, and I do not have my shield up. And a 30, so, because it's enfeebled. Um, you don't have your shield up. I right? don't okay. have my shield up. So it just barely hits again. I was like, if that's not a success on a natural 20, it still only is a regular. Yeah. Hit. But uh, seemingly just furious from you detracting from its desire to murder things. Yep. <laughs> and NPC Monk, thank you for that subscription there. Nine, 15, 30 points of piercing damage as it lashes up at you. And it also has a small headache now from a... Yeah, that, that's why it's, it's 30, because it's enfeebled. Oh, no, 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 it has a small headache from being smited yeah. by Iomidae her, so herself. One, Iomidae one herself. One damage, and also it's bleeding. Yes. Yeah, Iomidae so herself was like, tonk. Still headache, still bleeding. One. One. <laughs> one. Ah, it has ah, one ah. persistent damage from good and one persistent damage from bleed. <laughs> Magical. Lots of work. Lots and of bookkeeping for two points. Yeah. Um, Marshall. Yes. Um, hit it very hard. We have to end this rest. Hit it hard. Hit it very hard. Kill it to death. Reet, reet. Now the thing is up. Hit it very hard. Is that a one? That no. looks like a, that no, no, looks no, no, like no. a 20 to me. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 27. 27 uh, absolutely hits it. It's still it's pretty hurt. Get my D12s. Uh, that's going to be 10 plus 16, 26. Wow. That was, I knew it was a barbarian, but that's like, that was way big actually. Okay. it's It's been slapped. Gonna try and smack Slap it again. Slap it again. 
It probably couldn't take another one of those, honestly. It's surprisingly not very that tanky. 24? 24 will hit it again! Ooh. Doesn't have a lot of AC. Bye, it's pig. A, it's a pig. Nice! That's a lot. Uh, 36. <laughs> uh, 36. His name is Bacon. Dropping this big axe. <laughs> Rit, Rit. Absolutely gonna cleave this pig. Is this pig down? That pig is absolutely down. For my final action, I'm just gonna do my intimidation thing. And as you yell that out, the two of the rogues here, clearly aware that this is a, that you are not just going to be collected like everyone else in this town seems to have so far, immediately attempt to take the opportunity to turn to run. Uh, the dwarf leading them, less thrilled about that idea, but after seeing you guys obliterate the pig in like literally actually 12 seconds, <laughs> he's realizing this is, this is not the time. So, uh, calling the retreat as well. The group turns around to maybe reconsider, reorganize. Go home, rethink their life. Can do. And to go watch the uh, Last Omens reveal stream stuff that's happening over on the PAX channel. Because I also want to go see this. We're going to go PAX our bags. I have to go see what the new adventure path is. Yeah. So, uh, don't go... Anyway, friends. we're going to raid. I needed to, well, I, I had to stay on until they were actually live, because I can't raid them if they're not live. So I had to wait until Peyton was in here to tell me the thing was up. But it is up now. So I am going to send all of you over to the pack stream. You don't have to go anywhere. You'll be taken directly there by staying in this seat on this channel right here to go see a whole bunch of Lost Omens, cool announcements. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for supporting our shows. Go learn a bunch of cool stuff.